0: Welcome back to Real Big Mistakes, where we determine if the critics were wrong and if they made a mistake about a particular movie. Uh, I am Jason Konigsberg of PanandSlam.com. And I am Rich Tola. And Rich, I feel like you definitely picked a, a movie that we have a lot to discuss, and this kind of it's the first time we're doing something a little different uh, in terms of you know, how we choose the movies. But uh, why don't you tell
1: everyone the movie you picked and why you chose it? All right. So for this, um, this episode, I chose Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, it is a 2008 film. Um, the reason it's a little different, like you said, is because normally we do movies that uh, critics don't like. Um, however, this movie actually has a fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes of 78%. Um, so in this case i am disagreeing with the critics um and and i don't think that uh it should be praised by the critics the audience score on rotten tomatoes for this movie is 53 percent, and i am much more in line with that um so this is a bit of an opposite episode Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and, and what's interesting is so far from for this show this is our fourth podcast uh We've done the previous three films. I'm the supposed to be the more critical one of the two of us, and I've liked all three films that we have done. Granted, I chose two of them, uh, but uh, I think uh, that streak may be coming to an end here because I feel like my sentiments are a lot similar to yours in regards to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I kind of cringe when I hear it um but before we get into that i mean there's a lot of things we can discuss with the history of this character um and the the trilogy and the the year it came out and everything all the people involved with this so um in order to you know not make this so big well, one of the first things i really want to discuss i don't know about you but the legacy of this character and the trilogy and what these movies meant to you. So, I have an idea of what they meant to you, Rich, but, uh, you know, let's go over what Indiana Jones means to you, and then I'll share.
1: Yeah, so, you know, as someone that was born in 1983, um, you know, as a kid when I was growing up, it was, you know, the first one was already out. You know, Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in in 81, uh, I believe. So, mm-hmm. um, the first one was already out, but I remember being a kid in Indiana Jones, and, the, the first memories I have of Indiana Jones were from King, from um, Temple of Doom, the second film, because of some of the iconic imagery. Um, I think We talked about some of this in a previous episode, but, you know, mm-hmm. the, the guy ripping the heart out of the chest and just the name. Pretty graphic
0: imagery, and especially for a child.
1: I saw it at a young age as well. Yeah, it's definitely uh, and just memorable. And just the name Temple of Doom. When you're a child, you hear that name. That's like, you know, that's like what you fantasize when you play with your toys, like, a, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. So there you go. Um, um, that always stuck out to me. Although that is my least favorite of the original three, um, that was the, that's my earliest memories of Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is my my most favorite of the original three, was actually the one I saw the latest, or at least saw all the way through. Interesting. I remember interesting. I remember trying to sit through it as a kid, and I kept falling asleep. But that was really only because um it was the only time i saw it back then it was on when it was on cable and with i was gonna say did you start it at like nine o'clock at night it was probably (laughs) on late and then with all the commercials and everything and i just could never really get into it gotcha gotcha um once i eventually got that movie on vhs which you know that's the way you watched them back then um Mm -hmm. that's when i really you know fell in love with that movie and you know the the it all all the iconic imagery of that movie you know came back you know with the with the giant ball and and you know taking yeah. the uh the golden idol and switching it with the bag yeah. of sand and all that yeah i think that has the most iconic imagery out
0: of all of the indiana jones films yeah i agree um and i agree with you also i think raiders of the lost ark it is the first but it is also the best
1: uh, the, i agree with that the third one i saw uh on my my brother had a friend over and they i don't know, one of them either rented it or owned it um and we watched it all together i remember it was a big deal because my brother let me watch a movie with him which was you know, rarely the case um mm-hmm. when you have older brothers <laughs> and he's much older than you it's not like he was a year seven years you, so. yeah seven years yeah, older. Exactly, so for me yeah. to be able to hang out with them with him and his friend was like a big deal um uh-huh. but i watched that movie and i, and I love that movie instantly um you know i thought it was a great movie it, as a kid even as an adult i still like it i know you you know i don't i know you aren't Completely in love with that movie, but I, I stand by that movie as, I, as being I, the second best. You know what?
0: I love the entire trilogy and um, I mean I'll just I'll say this now I did you know my, my childhood I guess is similar to yours I do remember uh, watching them at a young age uh, maybe six or seven uh, eight years old maybe um, and going to I'm surprised you didn't mention the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular in Disney World I remember that and thinking that was awesome um, yes yes so yeah um, but because uh, yeah, I know we've talked about that so I do feel like Indiana Jones was amazing major figure. Harrison Ford was a major part of my childhood growing up. And, um, so the movies were, you know, very important to me. Um, yeah, I would say last crusade is my least favorite, but it's still a great movie. And this could lead into our next, um, you know, when we get to talking about the kingdom of crystal skull, you know, say what I want about, uh, last crusade. I do think As far as a trilogy goes, and let's just talk about the trilogy, I'm not sure where you agree with me on this. I think that the Indiana Jones trilogy is the best trilogy other than maybe the original Star Wars trilogy of all time. If we're just talking trilogies. Um, okay. So It's it's hard to argue that. I'm putting that over Back to the Future, even though I may think the first Back to the Future is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark or even the first Star Wars. I like Back to the Future 2 and 3, but they're nowhere near you know, as iconic as, as I think to me, each Indiana Jones movie is kind of a treasure unto itself. Each one is unique. Each one is great. And, uh, but getting back to the last crusade, the way that movie ended, I think that is even, and we could count return of the Jedi, which I just said, I think might be the best trilogy of all time. I think that the way last crusade ended with Indy saving his father and then riding off into the sunset with Sala and Brody and his father all on horses and just riding off was the best ending of any trilogy better than Godfather Die Hard Back to the Future any of the Star Wars trilogies I feel like that was the perfect way to end that character just riding off and a, a perfect shot a great final shot great memory uh, what do you think about that Rich?
1: I agree um, great ending I agree that that other than the original Star Wars trilogy this is the best trilogy i don't even think back to the future is close the first one is I agree. is amazing I agree but this, with the, you. Yes. this sir, there's such a drop off between 2 and 3 that
0: but they're still fun movies they, they i do are like 3 and 3 we're but, not going
1: to i'm not going to badmouth those movies no they're fun but they're nowhere near as good as the first one and, and die hard 2 and 3 i think are very good as well so i, I wouldn't even mention die hard in the same breath as as Indiana Jones and Star Wars as a trilogy. Oh, I disagree with you there. Okay, well, that's that's another debate. All right, that's another debate then. Okay. Um, I do think that was the perfect ending, riding off into the sunset. Um, Now, That doesn't mean I don't think there should be any more movies. That was a great ending to that trilogy. But the other thing is about the the Indiana Jones trilogy is this: it doesn't really feel like a trilogy because the movies are are standalone movies. They don't connect in really any way. And in fact, none of the them. The first did. and the third kind of connect a little bit, but
0: no. Which th- is maybe my problem with the third. The third one almost felt like a remake of the first. But then I, no, I, I always say this: I, I don't feel it, that it, well, way. But, you could have taken out two. You could have just had one and three, and it would have been co- no one would know. Correct, the difference. Correct, and that's a lot of trilogies. But, that's the Kid really trilogy. Need, that's the Dark yeah. Knight
1: trilogy. Yeah, but you didn't need the third, the first one to, to for the third one to make sense. Like there wasn't really any connection in the storyline. Like it, I like, don't
0: think we would have understood. we will
1: we'll never know. I guess up until I, this one, sure, this yeah. one I think is the one that's most reliant on you seeing at least the first one. Um, Correct, at least the first one, because some
0: of the characters repeat, and he does reference, you know, even though Brody and Sean Connery decided not to be in it, and Denholm Elliott passed away, uh, they do reference those two characters.
1: Yeah, so. um, but, but yes, I agree, um, I, I do think it's the the second best trilogy ever, um, I think all three films are, are extremely solid, um, and, and uh, other than the original Star Wars, yeah, I don't see, I, I can't think of anything that, that matches it. And
0: and even though we might hold the original Star Wars movies in a higher regard than the Indiana Jones movies, you do agree with me that, say what you want about Return of the Jedi, I like Return of the Jedi a lot, but the ending with the Ewoks and the final shot there doesn't hold a candle to the ending of Last Crusade and Correct. everything that went on. at the, 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 the last half hour of Last Crusade was pretty riveting, pretty intense and, you know, memorable right. and
1: emotional. Right. And no matter, you know, what version of Return of the Jedi ending you saw, you know, whether... Correct. The, the, yeah, it's the, still the same. The <laughs> yub or whatever, the, the new song. Or the, the
0: big CGI, or the, whether you see Hayden Christensen at the end or the original uh, yeah. actor, it doesn't it doesn't really
1: matter. Yeah, either way, um, it, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. yeah. And um, I think the difference between the two is Star Wars was just so It was like nothing anyone ever saw before, whereas Indiana Jones is a great movie, um, but it wasn't anything really original in terms of, um, you know, in terms of uh, like special effects or anything like that.
0: Yeah, but I guess going back to George Lucas's, you know, obviously these are both, you know, from the imagination of George Lucas, both of these uh, uh, trilogies or properties, um, I, I think that Indiana Jones sort of reinvented that, you know, old school um, swashbuckling yeah. serial, you know, in legitimate entertainment and having his, you know, Steven Spielberg, his best friend, direct it. And th- believe it or not, that actually rejuvenated Spielberg's career because he had suffered his first flop, 1941, right before Raiders of the Lost Ark. And he was going to do maybe an Indiana Jones movie. He didn't know what he was going to be a director for hire. He didn't know what to do. And then Lucas offered this for him and he said he felt a personal responsibility not to let down his friend. And make the best possible movie he ever could. And I think Raiders of the Lost Ark was, you know, I mean, it did get Best Picture nominations. It was a big, not only just a big hit, you know, at the box office. This was on a lot of critics' top ten lists, a big awards contender that year. And deservedly so. I mean, to the best of my knowledge, I think, you know, from the nominees, Raiders of the Lost Ark was the best movie of that year. So
1: Yeah, um, so he wanted to direct a James Bond movie. Um, but George Lucas said, no, no, I have something better. You, mm-hmm. you being a big James Bond fan, would you have liked to see a Steven Spielberg James Bond movie? Yes, and I still am holding out that maybe one day he
0: will uh, direct one, because he always fantasized about that. But I feel like Indiana Jones sort of became his James Bond. I agree. I, that I was think his action point- and, yeah, And he made it... He, he made it, you know, his own, and, and Indiana Jones is, you really, you think, a lot of Spielberg's movies involve, I've said this before, they involve, you know, like your childhood, happiness, these joyous feelings that he conjures up. I, watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, I feel like a seven-year-old kid again. Okay, mm. it just has that effect on me. Same thing with the original Star Wars movies. Um, but Spielberg also deals with, uh, in a lot of his films, uh, you know, g- even his serious ones like Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan, the theme of Jewish vengeance. And you've got a Jewish Director with Harrison Ford, a half Jewish or quarter Jewish actor, punching Nazis, taking down Nazis—it's just from so from a different angle. It's a lot of fun to watch in that respect. Mm-hmm. So, but I honestly, I think everything worked out perfect. I the James Bond movie he would have directed was for your eyes only, which is I think one of the better. Uh, I like Roger Moore, but I think that's one of Roger Moore's better uh, James Bond films for sure. And uh, I think that worked out fine the way it was. And I also think that obviously Raiders of the Lost Ark was a tremendous, you know, fantastic film.
1: Yep, I agree. Um, also, so just a little bit more about, you know, my my love of Indiana Jones. Um, mm-hmm. I was Indiana Jones for Halloween one year. Um, I have the his jacket that I uh, got from England by the same person that made his jackets from the film um, <laughs> that I wear occasionally. Um, and I also have a fedora. Um Again, made by the person that made them for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, ironically, um, because the the uh, person that made the original fedoras, um, Herbert Johnson, was bought out by another company. So they do still make them, but they're not the same as they were back then, um, and they're they're way up priced because of the name and. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not, you know, screen accurate anymore. Um, so I, I got one from the guy that made it for this film before this film even came out. Before he was even tied to this film, he was making replica um, Raiders of the Lost Ark fedoras.
0: Very impressive. And I believe I've seen the fedora. Yeah. And the whip. Yeah, so I don't I, think I, I saw the whip. jacket. No, yeah. But I saw the whip and I saw the, the I do wear hat, the jacket.
1: Yeah. I wear the jacket to work occasionally. Um, mm mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so the, the fedora I got from this guy that was making it, and then after I had gotten it, he got the contract to make them for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull because he was doing such a good job, and he was so... So you were ahead of the curve there. I was there. ahead of the curve, yes. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? Oh, and I was also... I, you, you brought up the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. The last time I went to Disney yep. World, I was in that. I remember you telling me that yes, as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so Rich has a has a
0: you have a much you know stronger history or connection with this character uh, than I do. He was very important to both of our childhoods, but I feel like I don't have any of those things or done any of those things that you've mentioned. I just do enjoy the movies tremendously. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so you're a real, real big Indiana Jones uh, uh, expert and fan, which brings me to my next point that I wanted to ask you that I wanted to talk about. Um, what were your, now you being such a huge fan of the original films, as am I, what were your expectations when you found out they were making Indiana Jones 4 27 years after the first one, and I believe 19 years after we last saw him on screen riding off into the sunset
1: uh, in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So what were your expectations for that film So or- before you even saw it the first time? So originally, when it was announced, I was excited, but I was also like... Really, Harrison Ford is looking a little old these days. Now, mm-hmm. granted, this was 13 years ago, and he's still, you know, he's filming another one soon, apparently. But, he's not um, getting any younger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, all right, he's a little old. What's this going to be about? And then there was talk about, first there was talk about, uh, um, uh, his name is drawing a blank, from Parks and Rec taking over the role. Um, Chris, oh yes, Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. There yeah. was rumors um, of, around the
0: time that Jurassic World came out.
1: Yeah, uh, they were really grooming
0: him to be like the next big action star, and I guess it kind of has worked out because he's been successful with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's been yeah, Jurassic it's, World it's movies, out. but. He's not exactly. I guess movie stars are different nowadays because they're such they're tied to such big properties. It's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Harrison Ford or you know Stallone could put their name on any movie in the '80s or '90s and it was guaranteed big box office. I feel like Chris Pratt, you know, he's more identified with the properties than yeah. himself as being the star. So, yeah. But that's ev- that's everyone nowadays. Yeah,
1: these so. days. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was a little, you know, I, my, my expectations were tempered at first. Cause I was like, right, I mean, he's, he's older. What are they going to do? They're going to come up with some kind of angle here, you know, to, to work into his work, his agent to things. Um, but I was still hopeful. And then when I saw the first trailer, I was like, Oh, he looks great. Like it doesn't look, you know, he doesn't look like an old man. He, you know, he's swinging from lamps on a whip and, um, you know, he, I, I, I thought I was impressed after the first trailer. I, I got really excited, um, and and I was trying not to look you know read too much into the movie. I knew the the general plot and not you know, I knew the you know what they were after, and I knew it involved Russians instead of Nazis, which made sense given the timeline. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was excited. I, I was I was very excited for this movie. I saw it on opening night. I, I got tickets. I I went with a bunch of friends. Um, and it was a big deal when this when this movie came out in fact to watch the first trailer I remember it was released it was one of those deals where like oh the trailer is gonna be released on Good morning America um and it was before like you know the second later it's online like back then it, it didn't work it like that that quickly as it does now or even now even mm-hmm. things just appear online you know they they premiere online trailers um but uh, so I remember like waking up early and watching good morning America just to see the first trailer um and and I was excited I, I remember like I said, thinking like, Oh, he looks great. This looks great. I, I was nervous. I'm not anymore. You know, you know, everything looks just like an Indiana Jones movie should look. Um, so yeah, I went into this very, very excited thinking it was going to be awesome. Okay. How about I you? I did not share that
0: optimism um, for the reason that I said before. Some, to me, some things are holy and you just don't mess with them. Now, granted, granted, there's always exceptions. I mean think about Creed okay I do love Rocky and the rocky movies for the most part. Uh, and you know Creed and Creed 2 ended up being really really good movies and I'm glad that they made those and it didn't end with Rocky 5 or Rocky Balboa um, this one I was hesitant i I love Steven Spielberg. I still think he's a great director. He's a very different director in, now or in this century than he was in the 70s, 80s and 90s. Um, but I do have faith in him. Lucas is the one that I did not have faith in, possibly, even though I did like the uh, prequel trilogy, probably because of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, and I had heard rumors Sean Connery didn't want to do it because he didn't like the script, so he stayed retired. Um, And you know I'm a big Sean Connery uh, fan, as you mentioned. I'm Mm -hmm. a huge James Bond fan. Uh, But also uh, Frank Darabont wrote a script that Spielberg loved and Harrison Ford loved, and Lucas rejected it. So that sort of you know tempered my expectations and hindered me a little bit from being all in like you were Um, I'm not entirely sure what that screenplay would have been I've read a little bit and honestly it sounds kind of similar because there were certain things Lucas wanted yeah there were certain things Lucas wanted in this film and wasn't going to budge from and I mean Frank Darabont very talented uh, writer director he you know put the show The Walking Dead together and was responsible for the you know early part of that show but even beyond that he directed Uh, Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile, The Mist. So he's he's a a name that I trust and I do like. Um, And so I wasn't entirely sure what to do. And yes, Harrison Ford's old, a little bit too old to be doing some of these things, believably. Um, And when we get into actually talking about the movie, we can discuss some of that a little bit but uh, but I was optimistic when I found out uh, some of the cast names that were in there and one in particular and we have a friend that's going to get excited with what I say, um, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> because he was, coming, he was coming right off of Transformers where I thought he gave a tremendous performance in that film and I did enjoy, to say what you want about Michael Bay and Spielberg produced the Transformers movies but I thought Transformers was really good and I thought Shia LaBeouf gave a really really good performance in that so I I was all in for him as, you know, young Indiana Jones, the next Indiana Jones, his son, his helper, like his Robin, whatever he was going to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was cautious. I, I would not say I was ever optimistic about it. Let's just say that. Um, but I do remember, I mean, we could discuss our reactions to the film if you want to, because my reaction has changed. I've seen the movie now three times and it has changed over... Uh, you know, over the years a little bit, but, uh,
1: okay. Uh, well just going back, you, you said Darabont wrote it. I think, I think this script was written a few times before it's been
0: this is yeah this this has been in it was in pre-production or in development for years going all the way back to i wanted to say yeah first spielberg said no i don't want to do it around the time of independence day so that was 1996 because lucas said he wanted aliens and he's like no it would just be like independence day and so yeah by the time this came out no one was thinking about independence day in 2008 okay they might have been thinking about transformers but not
1: independence day right so david Kep, is that how it goes? How David it? Kep, yeah, Kep. KOEPP. Yeah, he, yeah. he was the you know, the eventual and he's written... I know I've heard the name before, so I know he's written other movies yeah. and he's, he's a pretty good action yeah. blockbuster. So writer, I think yeah. he just probably doctored it up the, the final version, but from what I could tell, the 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 main core uh, elements of the movie were already in place um before Yes, he and they even had been long before. Yeah. yeah. So um So um going back to what you were saying. Uh, one of the you know, one of the reasons I was so hopeful, and you're right, some things you just don't touch. And like for me, for, for I w- my thought was going into this was, if Spielberg is going to mess up that perfect ending with them riding off into the sunset, which he admitted on the DVD commentary for that movie that that was the perfect ending for the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, I've seen in
0: interviews that he didn't want to do it, but Lucas wanted to do it, and Harrison Ford wanted to do it, and in the end, it's Hollywood and money talks, okay? And Spielberg, let's face it, I I mean, I, I do like Spielberg's output from, you know, the early 2000s. I love AI, I love Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, but they weren't exactly you know, the blockbusters of E.T. or Jurassic right. Park or even Saving Private Ryan. So, it wasn't like he was, you know, dominating the world or his movies were the biggest movies of the year type events like they used to be. So, he, he may have wanted a hit. And also, he's friends with these guys, so he's... Right, he probably wanna, wanted to you know, hang out with, with, with them. his friends, yeah, but
1: exactly. what I was th- saying is that my... I, I guess I had too much faith in him. I thought, all right, if he's willing to, you know, r- not ruin, but change the way that that these films ended which was which in his mm. own words was perfect then this this mm-hmm. is going to be good he's not going to mess this up he's going to come out with something that's going to be awesome so you, you trusted the spielberg I, I trusted seal of approval too, okay. right i trusted him too much i guess um okay. and obviously lucas as well and i think this movie um ending up the way it did and and so you know not loved by fans and and you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about this later. But you, you even said you have a friend who said that that this movie ruined his childhood. <laughs> yes, um, and I'll, I remember the moment where <laughs> when we kept talking about the movie. I, I, I think, think that, said that 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 combination, as w- you know, was part of the reason that a you know someone else is directing the next Indiana Jones movie, and B that you know they got they kind of ousted Lucas from Star Wars as soon as they bought the rights to Star Wars. Disney, I mean um you know i think it's a combination and that didn't work out too well for disney in my opinion in the long the Star in the Wars long films, haul it opinion. didn't um, for that trilogy, but I think at the very beginning, after the first movie, I mean, that, that rejuvenated Star Wars for a lot of people after yeah, that. First and
0: movie. then we could talk about expectations or like, you know, reactions, because I feel very differently about The Force Awakens now than I did when I walked out of the theater. Exactly. And but but feel, at that and moment, I feel different I about Indiana them. Jones 4. I feel different about Indiana Jones 4 now than I did when I walked out of the theater. I rated
1: this a three star movie. Back in 2008, when I saw it in the summer of 2008. I think 2008. a lot of critics did, and I think that's the reason why it's rated so high. And I, I bet you I if it was watched you. again, or, or you know, now, and the critics were mm. able to re-rate it, I'm sure it would get a much lower score.
0: And And the same thing happened with Phantom Menace. Uh, you know, maybe because it had been 16 years since the last Star Wars movie, so yeah, caught up in you that. You know, fever. critics are humans too. Yeah. Critics are humans too, and they, you know, can buy into hype and be excited for a good movie and appreciate, you know, Star Wars or Indiana Jones as much as you know the the, the mega fans that go to conventions.
1: And that's why when I when we talked about doing this podcast, I said I'm always going to watch the movie before we talk about it because mm-hmm. you always get you always want the freshest take on the movie, yeah. and. You know, you can leave the theater after seeing a movie that's not that good, but feel good about it just because of whatever's exactly. going on in your life at that time, or you, you know, it was a, it was your first night out in a while, or yeah. the person you were with at the time, or whatever. So, yeah. and even the movie
0: experience, the communal right. experience, it's different seeing a movie in the theater than it is at home it's it's more special even if it's a terrible movie you may regret it but you know it's it's a more special uh intimate unique experience it's like going to a concert or listening to the CD or watching the you know the band exactly play on TV. it's just not it's not
1: the same experience yep so. um, all right so this movie came out in 2008 the previous movie came out in 1989. Is that right? Big gap. Yeah, yes. Big, 19, 19 years. Yeah. yeah. 19 years since an Indiana Jones movie. And I think it's set 17 years later. So, and, and Well, the, the Indiana Jones, I think Last Crusade took place
0: in the late 30s or early
1: 40s. I don't remember.
0: It was less so, and then this is 1957. I did write that down in okay. the bottom. Oh, so, so maybe it is about the scene. So it's maybe time. it's about, yeah, maybe it's about right. They maybe got their math right. Uh, yeah. So. Um, All
1: right. But, so you as as we normally do 2008 a year in movies um wh- what what happened and what came out in 2008 all right well the best picture uh
0: was a big hit but a modest hit uh slumdog millionaire won best picture at the oscars oh, I, r- the I remember that sto- film very well yeah it's a very good film i think uh-huh. but in my opinion uh the best the, well, the, the the big story the legacy of 2008 when you look back at the year in film Two of the most influential comic book movies of all time came out that summer. Within weeks of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, uh, that May we saw what you could—a film that I'm personally not a fan of, but you could argue is maybe one of the most influential films of the past 12 or 13 years. Iron Man One, mm-hmm. the first Iron Man. And I say that it's so influential because that was the first film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's what started the MCU. Yep. That changed cinema to, as we know it, where we got all these comic book movies and all these Marvel movies and they all look the same and feel the same. That was the one that set the mold. That Mm -hmm. was the template. And all these other movies, you know, are sort of cookie cutter, you know, reflections of Iron Man. So Iron Man, huge, huge hit. Okay. One of the biggest movies of the year from uh, May of 2008. But then that July, an even bigger hit came out, and it was the biggest movie other than Titanic at the point that it came out, and then eventually Avatar came out and beat both of their uh, records for being the highest-grossing film, and that was, of course, The Dark Knight. And I love The Dark Knight, and I think The Dark Knight is one of the very best movies of this century, for sure, and maybe of all time. Uh, So those two movies really, you know... The change the landmark of cinema and comic book cinema and what movies could be. I mean, they changed the Oscars because people were so outraged that Dark Knight didn't get a best picture or best director nominations, uh, even though Heath Ledger did win a uh, Oscar for best supporting actor posthumously. So those were the two biggest movies of that year. You could look back at whatever was at the Oscars. I think the wrestler was one of my favorite movies that year. I know Mickey Rourke got an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. It didn't get best picture. Milk was a big uh, winner that year. It won, um, Sean Penn won his second Best Actor Academy Award. So the Oscars were kind of like a, eh, you know, nobody really cared. But Iron Man and The Dark Knight have really, you know, they're modern classics. They sort of became instant classics uh, that summer. And they overshadowed most other movies that came out that year, uh, including Indiana Jones 4.
1: Yep. Um, Yeah, I I remember seeing all of those movies. I saw... The Dark Knight in the theaters. Um, I did not see Slumdog Millionaire in the theaters. I didn't even see that until it was uh, started getting all the nominations for Best Picture. Mm. Um, and then, um, yeah, Iron Man and, and The Dark Knight. I, Iron Man I didn't see in the theaters, but I did see it uh, as soon as it came out. Um, I'm not a big comic book movie fan. Um, Neither am I. I, yeah, I Dark Knight I, was very impressive. The Dark Knight. I, I like those movies. I, I, I shouldn't say I'm not a big comic book movie fan. I like Batman movies. I, I agree with you I, yeah, for the most part yeah, yeah the marvel movies i just never got into um and I, i'm the same way i thought yeah. iron man was good but not good enough i thought the second iron man was was boring and and i just oh yeah that was horrible that was mickey
0: rourke was the villain in that yeah that was that yeah was i didn't like that dead. one that, that, was yeah, um, that was much worse
1: yeah and that that kind of turned me off to any future ones i tried sure. giving you know i gave you know, i watched uh thor and 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 um Captain America and they were all fine, but nothing that yeah. made me want to keep going.
0: I agree. Everything is so safe and cookie cutter yeah. and
1: they're all but they're all
0: variations of the first Iron Man. Right. So that movie set the standard and then they made it a little different with Guardians of the Galaxy, or they made it a little, you know, more patriotic with Captain America, or a little, you know, hokier and funnier with, you know, Guardians, or whatever they did. They just, you know, switched it up a little bit based on the character's personality, but the plots are the same. There's never a sense of danger. Uh, the the villains are all pretty faceless, anonymous. They don't really matter. Um, so it's unlike, say, Darth Vader or of the, the bad guys in Indiana Jones. I mean, you won't forget Molaram, Okay, you won't forget uh, you know uh, uh, the the guy whose face melts in the first one. So yeah, <laughs> they're they're definitely yeah they're definitely much more interesting there.
1: Yep. Um... All right, so let's let's get into this movie. Um, I'll read a, um, a brief uh, plot summary. Uh, it's the height of the Cold War, and famous archaeologist Indiana Jones, played by Harrison Ford, returning from his latest adventure, finds out that his job at Marshall College is in jeopardy. He meets Mutt, played by Shia LaBeouf, a young man who wants Indy to help him find the legendary crystal skull of Akator. Uh, and the pair set out for Peru. However, deadly agent Irina Spalko, played by Kate Blanchett, is searching for the powerful artifact as well because the Soviets believe it can help them conquer the world. So, first off, well, let's talk about the cast real quick. So, obviously, Harrison Ford is back as Indiana Jones. Shia mm. LaBeouf, you, t- you mentioned earlier, plays Mutt, who also, spoiler alert, turns out to be his son. Karen Allen makes her return as Marion <laughs> Ravenwood, now known as Marion Williams. Um, and I guess, eventually, by the end of the movie, Marion Jones. Um, uh, Ray Winstone is Indy's somewhat partner, but also, uh, goes against him. Yeah. Uh, How how many double crosses does that character have in this movie? That (laughs) character is just one of the reasons that this movie doesn't work. And he's such a good actor. He was Uh, in the departed.
0: He was was in sexy beast. He was in, I'm a big, he was in Beowulf. I'm a big Ray Winstone fan. I'm a big fan. Something that I wrote down was because at the beginning, you know, the, the, the cast, you want to talk about the cast, this may be one of the most talented casts, ever assembled for any movie and my god are they just so mediocre John Hurt Everyone James Broadbent I love John Hurt I love Jim Broadbent yeah they're they're such good actors but they really just I, I get the feeling that it was a paycheck for them
1: well it was the experience of being in an Indiana Jones movie i guess and, and working with Spielberg working i guess with, yeah. and
0: yeah i uh, but they thought it would be good but does anyone Give a good performance in this. I complimented Shia LaBeouf for Transformers, and I was looking forward to him. I think he's absolutely horrible in this yeah, movie. I don't know how much of that is his fault. How much horrible. of that was his character. His character's pretty worthless, though. Let's just face it. And they have him do some pretty ridiculous things that don't make him endearing. Correct. Even though he's maybe supposed to be. But... And Kate Blanchett, two-time Academy Award winning actress. Wasted. Great, you know, actress. She's like the Australian Meryl Streep, okay? Mm-hmm. But... My God, she has never been this bad. Her accent was like a cartoon. I guess maybe that was what they were hoping to be, but she sounded like Natasha from Boris and Natasha yeah. in Bullwinkle. Yeah. It was she was horrible, and the haircut was distracting. And I, I, I don't know. I just and John Hurt is such a good actor, but there's not, I had problems with his character. I had problems with with you know almost every character in this movie, I, I, um, including Indiana Jones.
1: See, uh, he's the only one I thought gave the same kind of a performance as he always did. I didn't find anything wrong with Harrison Ford's performance. I, I think. There's... I guess it's what they make
0: him do. It, yeah, <laughs> so it's the movie, not yes, him. Exactly. I mean, he just looked old and he, he can't help that. He just looked old. Yeah. He
1: can't help that. Right? I mean, he is, he's, he was 60 something at the time. So, um, you know, pushing just... 70, closer to 70. Okay. Okay um i think yeah, yeah i think it was like 67 or something like that so yeah um yeah so he was but i, I don't think his performance is bad as indian jones I, I i think he held up his end of the bargain um i i, I don't yeah i mean he
0: looks old but,
1: but yeah, yeah, yeah but you can't do it i mean he was he played an old it's, you know, it's not like he played indiana jones yeah. two years later you know and then physically he was in good shape i mean there's a scene where yes. he's getting he has his shirt off because they're they're scrubbing him down after a nuclear blast yes and yes. he's still physically fit and everything. So I had no issue with Harrison Ford in yeah. this movie. Um, and I got excited. The
0: little seven-year-old in, in me came out when uh, he first puts on the fedora and that long camera. The camera twirls around a little bit and then you finally see the back of his head and then the, his face. And I was like, yes, he still he still had it there. Oh, yeah, That was definitely. a good moment. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a very, very good moment for uh, Harrison Ford. So uh, there's moments that I bought him or I was optimistic and wanted him to be. You know, good.
1: Yeah, again. but again, the rest of the cast was all great actors, but did nothing I agree. to make me think that they were good in this movie. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. I was
0: very disappointed with how this talented
1: cast was utilized. Yeah. Um so the movie starts off with uh every Indian Jones movie starts off with the Paramount logo blending into something real. Glad um, you mentioned that, yes. This one it blends into literally a molehill, right? <laughs> Yeah,
0: I and this is the worst blend in so far. This was, it was like an ominous bad sign. The Paramount logo fades into like a sandhill molehill with a really bad CGI gopher or prairie dog, whatever. Prairie dog, I guess.
1: But honestly, yeah. the CGI in this movie is horrendous. It is horrendous, like, it, and
0: the other Indiana Jones movies never had CGI. I really wish they went the Dark Knight route and did. There was no, no, or as little. There CGI was no as reason possible. for it
1: either. It's just stupid, Lucas, and he's his need to have CGI. Where I don't know what you is... think it was. Lucas more than Spielberg. Absolutely. I mean, spielberg's
0: used CGI a lot. Well, but Spielberg he's used it well. I'm thinking of Minority Report. I'm thinking of uh, it didn't AI. look like this. Th- I tell you that. They looked good, right. okay, or it fit. i I just named two sci-fi movies, the, okay, uh, or even War of the Worlds. That was science fiction. the, so, the yeah.
1: first worst part, a, a worst CGI in this movie was when they the doors to the hangar open and not it, the gopher that that was bad, but I could live with that. that, that was, that was like really a, bad that was like a two second thing. <laughs> When the doors to the hangar, it was the opened, first two
0: seconds it was a bad was. first two seconds. It was but, no, yeah. The, when the it, first, but, doors but I thought that yeah.
1: when the doors opened were worse because it, that looks like a cartoon. Like it doesn't even yeah. look real. And at one point, if you watch the people, one person's arm goes through the door. Like the door wasn't open all the way, but the person just walked in. <laughs> I didn't notice yeah, that. So okay. a person like literally just walks through the door. That's how bad it is. But, it, it's just it yeah. was it, that that I can't get over that part. The other okay. thing about that, that that yeah. beginning part is I don't know if it was – I remember it thinking in the theater and also on the DVD that I watched, the, the, the dialogue seemed off. I don't know if it was like that. Just in that scene? You don't think it was the whole movie? No, like, I, I shouldn't say the dialogue. The the sound. I don't
0: know what you mean by off. Oh, the sound was off? Okay. I didn't notice any technical problems. I noticed problems with the the images, so I could talk about, you know, flaws that I saw with the cinematography. Well, Everything what, looked so bright and so but I didn't notice any problems with the sound.
1: What's it called when they I think it's ADR when they when they record the lines later and plug them in? Dubbing, yeah, I guess dubbing. I, I forget. Okay, I think yeah. it's called ADR. They always reference it as ADR. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it it that, might but. be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, you know, the the audio didn't come out well on set, so they have the the actors go into a studio later and and redo it. And usually, you can't tell when that happens, especially with new movies. Uh, ol- especially with a Spielberg movie, right? Older movies you can tell, but it, yeah. that beginning scene. And on other times at, at points during the movie, but especially during that beginning scene, it is so clear that it is that the diet that he was the words that you hear were not filmed on the set. Like, it is okay. so clear. And it just I it didn't took me out that. of that moment. Like, mm-hmm. and I remember in the theater and watching it on the DVD, maybe they, you know, you know how they like to tinker with movies nowadays. Maybe yeah. they went back and, and cleaned it up a little bit, but not maybe. on the version I saw. Okay.
0: Uh, what I noticed right away
1: when they go into the
0: warehouse, before we realized the warehouse is Area 51, with, you know, holding an object that's near and dear to Indiana Jones fans, which infuriated me, <laughs> I just feel like the everything looked so bright. And clean and polished it was like too bright you know too in your face there was no shadows and then this trend continued on and i guess spielberg used the same cinematographer uh, that he's used ever since you know schindler's list and uh jurassic park uh janice kaminsky and i guess he's, he should have gone back to whoever lit the earlier trilogy if they're still working or still alive or i don't he know he was retired because Okay, I'm glad you looked that up because this cinematography was really bad. I, I do you think it was intentional no excuse for that
1: at all? Why? I know. Why? Well, I know this movie was know. was more of a uh, uh, um, um, like the first one was like the 1930s serials. These yeah. this movie was more supposed to be more of like a 50s B movie, like a B movie, like original
0: Indiana Jones and the Saucer Man, correct? Or the flying saucer or something like that.
1: So, do you think it was intentional uh, then, because of that reason? Well,
0: if it, you know what, if it was, it was a bad intentional, it was a bad artistic choice, and they took, obviously, they they knew what it was doing, there's, it takes, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people to make a movie, okay, sometimes, a big movie like this, Mm -hmm. so a lot of people went into making every single shot, and every single character, and every single costume, and everything just looked so bright, and clean, and polished, and the characters were never sweaty, and I'm not talking just in the beginning, but like throughout, the costumes were never dirty, after they're running through the jungle, and and climbing and digging and uh, you know even at the end it's like there's no dirt on him and you look at look at how his shirt ended up in temple of doom mm-hmm. look at how you know dirty you saw you know Indiana Jones get at the when he's fighting under the airplane in Raiders of the Lost Ark or you know when he's uh, towards the end of Last Crusade on that tank chase and this didn't have any of that there was i guess I guess, no realism or no, it just didn't, it felt like a Marvel movie where, yeah, these, you know, just a flawless costume, you know, and nothing's going to happen to this character, but just the look of it. The way the characters lacked shadow. I mean, I'm a, I'm a you know, yes. I guess I like darker things. We both like Batman movies. Those are always dark, you know. And I realize Indiana Jones is a totally different character than Batman. And, I, you know, going back to, like, you know, our childhood, he's one of my favorite movie heroes of all time, along with Batman. But he's probably, you know, the, the most clean pure hero of you know movies like i'm thinking you know james bond can go dark batman can go dark indiana jones never goes dark but even in the movies he got a little dirty he, you mm-hmm. know things happen this it just i didn't like that look about for you know and it stays the whole time i thought maybe just the beginning in the sunlight it, the whole time nothing happens
1: they're never dirty it's never dark yeah um i'm glad you mentioned it takes thousands of people to make a movie, and and because that's one of the things i thought a lot of times in this movie was were were people just afraid to say no to spielberg and lucas i guess that happens a lot because you know, i there's think no because they're spielberg way, and lucas <laughs> right there's no way that the people working on that movie thought or even saw the the up of shia labeouf swinging through the jungle <laughs> oh, vine God, to you're vine, jumping to that like okay. a monkey i i couldn't i couldn't wait i'm sorry
0: i could, i can't resist well that was the moment When I was like, okay, this looks really bad. Because I think that was some of the worst CGI. That's bad CGI for... 2008 that might have been bad cgi for 2000 and 2001 okay that was really bad cgi and there should be no cgi in an indiana jones movie i guess i'm a purist at heart in that respect or very very minimal like they
1: did in the dark knight movies there's cgi but it's so minimal it doesn't matter but to for me it's not even the fact that that was cgi let's say they actually had a stuntman doing that Since like, Why did that have to exist? That was horrible. And on top
0: of it, he ends up, I think, swinging from the trees faster or as fast as the cars. Faster. He catches up to them. He catches up to them. And that was the moment, Rich, that I remember I saw this with a uh, good friend of mine that you've met. And uh, I turned to him. That was a moment where I'm like, oh, my God, this looks so bad. And I wanted to see his face. And he's sitting there, his arms (laughs) crossed and a, a, a frown, a scowl on his face. I could tell he was glowering and then he's just shaking his head no and he's like they're spitting on my childhood he said it over and over and well like, in that moment that he's got a point um
1: in that moment that was the moment where he said they're spitting on my childhood <laughs> it, it, that just that was the fact that that scene is in any movie let alone an indiana jones movie no one yeah. could say no to luke uh, spielberg and be like listen this isn't a good idea like and Spielberg and Lucas are are not, you know, swift enough to pick up. That right, it doesn't they don't have the self awareness. I mean, to they've know that made that so such idea. better
0: movies. Yeah, they've made such better movies. And and I mean, even Spielberg at his worst, I think he's you know he's made worse movies than this. I'll say that. I don't think this is the worst Spielberg movie ever. Um, but nothing that looked that bad. At least at that point in his career, my God, that was horrible um so yeah i mean we're just we're just bouncing around now from bad moments to bad moments uh, no, that's, in this.
1: It's, it's, those are just things that like i felt like i had to get off my chest i mean we can yeah, i had to get that off my chest i couldn't wait another hour right. <laughs> okay. and, and we can go back a little bit and um but yeah i had, I had to get off that my get that off my okay. chest that that scene specifically was one of the, was like the nail in the coffin for me. Um, and
0: that was when, well, I wouldn't say that was the nail in the coffin for me, but that was when I first, I was like, this looks so bad. And I, I turned to my friend and they're spitting on my childhood. And that kind of sums up <laughs> that image yeah. perfectly because that's Indiana Jones and you've got Shia LaBeouf swinging from trees with monkeys. All of a sudden, I guess the monkeys taught him quick, you know, swing from trees like us expert class in. 0.5 seconds and he's doing yeah. it and faster and than the car. He just turned into ta- Tarzan out of nowhere. Um, Obviously, yeah, that was a reference to Tarzan, but it was it was really really bad. That was horrible. Uh, um, I could. there's other things about Shia LaBeouf that I don't like, but we'll we'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah.
1: All right, so let's go back to the beginning a little bit. Um yeah. I I did like and and I may be in the minority here. I did like how the opening after the annoying molehill thing. Uh I liked that there the the hound dog by Elvis Presley was in it. They were playing Elvis. Um, okay, liked, yeah, that was a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. There were you know they had that car in there. Now I don't know how often you saw you know uh, souped up Deuce coupes in the middle of Nevada, but on a deserted road. Good but, point. Um, yeah. I did like that. That was um, I did like that they added that piece. You know, it was kind of like a hey, he's you know we're not in the 30s anymore. You know, there's rock and roll music. There's you know there's souped up cars. There's kids that want to race. You know, like I, I thought that was I, I like that. I, it was something different um, and, and original for an Indiana Jones movie. So I, I was you know I, I did like that piece of it. Um, then you know they and sadly while you were while you were, while you were
0: noticing all those cool things, that, you know what I was thinking the whole time. What? How the heck did Soviets get into this part of the United States? Well, that's a
1: whole nother. Can't order. That's what I was
0: thinking. So I was reading the cast and thinking, "Oh my God, Cate Blanchett, John Hurt, Jim Broadbent. I, these are such great actors." I'm looking at my collection of DVDs. I have so many movies with them where I they give such great performances. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how did Soviets get this far? And they're not they're not that they're not
1: well disguised. No, okay. they, they, like, they, they they clearly they... look Russian. Like it's not, and, and talk like... and
0: speak Russian. There's no <laughs> yes. It's, it's there is as there obvious as Boris and Natasha from Bullwinkle. Okay. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. So um, whatever. I mean, but that's okay. That's, that's a little tip in the cap there for the plus side, I guess. Yeah. The, um.
1: So yeah. yeah. Then you find out that these people are Russians. They force their way into Area Fifty One. Um. Mm-hmm. They need Indiana Jones to help because he's seen. What they're looking for, which again is a, such a stupid reason to need him. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just yeah. such a weak script. Good um,
0: introduction though to his character, like I said before, where he gets out of the car. You see the fedora on the ground first. He picks it up, and that long camera turns around, and I, I, I like that. So
1: I did. Yes, I, I did like even the, you know he when he initially puts it on, and you first see the silhouette on the car. Yep. Um. Yep. I thought you know all, all the movies have that in some way. Um. I thought that Correct, was a, yeah. a perfect use of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was a little, you know, unnecessary that, like, when he gets out of the car, there's uh, 20 guys with guns pointed at him like he's, like, Superman. Like, he's he's a famous archaeologist. He's not known as being a famous killer or, um... He's not James Bond. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that that's what this movie, I think, another issue I have with this movie is it kind yeah. of goes the way that Die Hard in the last... Exactly, or Rambo. Right. He All, becomes Superman. Yes. He goes from
0: this wounded everyman, like, well, Rambo, a wounded warrior, you know, and Die Hard, just a cop who's in the wrong place exactly. at the wrong time. And, you know, he was just an archaeologist, a professor, and, yeah, he's he's kind of closer to Superman in this than the Yeah, and that
1: movies. was the greatest part about Indiana Jones is people could relate to him because he was wasn't yes. James Bond. He was your Correct. every man that gets hurt, and he doesn't mm-hmm. always time the jumps perfectly or succeed on the first try. He gets beat up, you mm-hmm. know, and he doesn't. And we see
0: a little of that in this movie as well.
1: But, a yeah. little of it, but. It still—you never really, for me, I never felt any sense that he wasn't going to succeed. In, in I agree.
0: Movie. I agree. Um, Where even in
1: Last Crusade, I thought, oh, but even though I
0: thought maybe in the back of my mind, okay, it's a movie. It's a—you know—I'm a kid. I know the good guy's going to win at the end. But
1: you still felt that he's got to save his father. Right. You exactly. know, he's got to get back in time. He's got to get it
0: before the Nazis do.
1: Exactly. In this movie, you never yeah. felt, fa- and there was no sense that he was ever going to fail. It was like even, no, even yeah. when the odds were against him. 20 guys with guns pointed at him, somehow he escapes. Um... And
0: Spielberg can direct such good drama, even in a film like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark works, or the other Indiana Jones films work, you know, or Jurassic Park, or, you know, his big blockbuster's Jaws, they work because he can create good characters and create drama, and you care about those characters and what they're going through. He, he didn't there was there wasn't that sense of drama here. It was just, you know, seemed, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go on. I, I'm getting ahead of myself here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, going back so they another in this warehouse and they're looking for something and whatever they're looking for is highly magnetic. So he starts throwing yeah. gunpowder in the air. And I'm not a physicist or, or whatever uh, person that deals with magnets <laughs> is. So I don't even know what you would call that. But. Uh, um, uh, to me, that whole scene was, like, bonkers. Like, you could... Beyond, like, well, just ludicrous. The, just the, the, the inconsistencies with the magnetism. Exactly. <laughs> Magnets work when we need them to work. Right, exactly. And then when we don't need them Let to Let is magic. They don't, like... <laughs> It, you know, it was picking up the gunpowder from mile, a mile away, yet when they were standing right next to it, their guns weren't even doing anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exact. I wrote all that down. Like, the, they really, you know, does not understand how magnets work. Very selective magnetic rules. Uh, and, and also, all that was keeping the, the everything and the lights from turning and all of that, all that was keeping it was the plywood box. That was what right. was, you know, and that was it. But yes, everything. The light should have been geared and going towards that yeah, box the, the, the whole light. time. Yeah,
1: exactly. Everything should have been, you know, there should have been more magnetic pull if it was that magnetic. Um, and that would have made
0: for a better action scene if they wanted to use CGI, have them, like, shoot bullets and guns, and then, like, the Matrix, they go the wrong way or something right. like that. I don't know, but that would have been better than what we actually got because all I remember from that, um, until I watched it, recently for this podcast all i remembered about that warehouse scene was one thing and you could keep going and when we get to that one thing uh so I- I- i'll complain yeah so they
1: find what they're looking for which you know they hint at is a, a a mummified remains which you know they don't really give much more than that at this point but um mm-hmm. uh so then you know he is the you know indiana jones escapes he by the way he's with ray winston this whole time who we find out turns on him again pointless character doesn't even need to be in the movie um so he turns on him and he's working with the Russians this whole time. And uh, somehow Indy escapes and he's jumping up on boxes and running across beams like he's 22. Meanwhile, he's. And meanwhile, 68. the lights
0: are going towards the box sometimes, yeah. and then other and times, other times they're, they're not the lights yeah. hanging from the
1: ceiling. Yeah, so. Um, so then there's. So then, you know, he, he swings his whip and he swings from one of the lamps. And he tries to go on one car, and he he mistimes it, and then flies back into the other. And I have a problem with the line, damn, I thought that was closer. And I'll tell you why I have a problem with that line. (laughs) Why? Because the old Indiana Jones would have done the exact same thing. He would have mistimed it, because he's not Mm. James Bond. He would have flew back into the car behind him, and he would have just given a look. And Harrison Ford gives that look. He's done it in almost yeah. every movie he's in. In American Graffiti, yeah. he gives a look to—I forget the girl's name—but it's a girl that's like 15 that shouldn't even be out with the guys. Because she mm. says something stupid, he gives her that look. Um, in In um, In Return of the Jedi, when he's trying to hotwire the door to open and he accidentally closes another door, he gives that he gives <laughs> yes. that look.
0: Now I know what your look, look you're thinking of. I don't know American graffiti yeah. that well, but that moment that you're talking about, yes, and Harrison Ford, he's 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 great with he's he's a. I think he's an underrated actor in terms of, you know, how he can do a lot with a little. Right. I think Steve McQueen was in the same category where just a one look or one point or one glance and you know what his character's thinking, you know what he's doing. And Harrison Ford has, you know, done that in a lot of movies. So, and the, the Return right. of the
1: Jedi example is a good one. Yeah, and, and and he's done it in Indiana Jones movies, too. All he had to do was just make yeah. that look like shit. Like, uh, oh, I shouldn't use that word, sorry. Uh, but like, yeah, that's fine. crap, <laughs> I messed up. You know what I mean? But not crashes into a window and his first thought is first of all I'm 68 and I crashed to a car windshield I'm going to be holding my back um, but <laughs> his first thing is damn I thought that was closer like and then meanwhile the two people sitting in the car are just staring at like the whole thing looks so
0: corny the, they, they, the Russians aren't going to shoot him right away they have to wait for him to make his one line yeah. and then have enough time to hit them both and get out of it right, yeah, exactly so. <laughs> so it was it, that was that was bad i didn't hate that moment as much as you but i also didn't think i didn't, I didn't hate the it moment i hated it the, line.
1: the line deeply and i didn't think
0: about ending. it until you brought that up so this is what well, you're the indiana jones expert here i might be the movie critic but you definitely know this character uh, or have more admiration and love for this character than i do uh, but that's that's really yeah that's a good point that he should have just you know accepted i can't do this he should have played it like danny glover in Lethal Weapon, where he goes every time something happens, I'm too old for this shit. Okay, he should have just you know, I don't something know about like that.
1: that. That would have tarnished the character. I think a little bit. I think they were trying to work in his age without losing the Indiana Jones of the... And making you know,
0: him into literally a grumpy old man. Correct. Okay, like Walter Matthau on an adventure. Yeah, all right. exactly. Okay, but... Uh, all right, well, you still didn't get to the point that I'm waiting for you to get to, so keep going, Rich. All right,
1: so... I don't know, then he starts wrestling with a Russian, and they fall through this glass and land... You know, fall probably, I don't know, 20 feet down to, like... And they both land on this metal platform. Again... Yeah, I don't know what they were doing there. You're 68 <laughs> years old, you fall that far, you land on your back, and he immediately starts fighting.
0: That could kill us. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking of someone we knew who fell on some wood chips, and she we were so worried about uh, exactly. that person. Exactly. So, <laughs> and this is probably just as far a distance.
1: Um, and not landing on wood chips where it rained the night before and the ground correct. was soft. <laughs> um, so then, then they I don't know they're on what the what is that thing they end up going on? It's got like a jet engine. Oh God, and... I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I don't know the exact term. Uh, I, I don't term know. For this, then that happens. Yes.
1: Um, somehow they end up in the middle of the desert. Um, wait, you
0: skipped the wait. You skip so I the, skipped the, the part, and the, I don't know what it you is. You skipped. We did not need to see the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, okay. yeah, sorry, I did that skip completely. That. that was a moment for me. That completely. That was the, the the gopher was the first warning sign. This was. I mean, I guess Cate Blanchett's horrible accent and haircut was a second warning sign. But this was where I was like, oh man, this is going to be a long two hours. And this was even my reaction in the theater. Okay. I was like we don't need to know that that at the end when they're just putting the arc away that they're in Area 51. That that uh, killed, you know, that kind of killed the ending of I was going to say did All that Star tarnish
1: the ending of Raiders for you?
0: A little bit. Not. I mean not a lot. Not a but, lot. Cuz no. I I I kind of like like the Terminator sequels after Terminator 2. They always pretend the other ones didn't happen and then the new one ends up being just as bad. I kind of like to pretend that this didn't happen. So in that sense, I still in my heart. I consider Indiana Jones a trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's not anymore, but uh, I I just... So, yes, in a way, it just was so unnecessary, and it's a perfect metaphor for how unnecessary this movie is. I'm not going to say this is a terrible movie, because we'll we'll get to it later on when we summarize our thoughts at the end, but it's just even from, you know, my expectations, I guess, maybe this could be good, but it's unnecessary.
1: Alright, well, not to get sidetracked, but Quickly, what do you think the best fourth movie is of any movie or any uh, movie franchise that has four movies? I'm going to probably surprise you with this.
0: Well, not counting James Bond then, because that would be Thunderball. Um, and that's a, a great standalone, you know, Sean Connery movie. Um, I've always had a soft spot for in the original Planet of the Apes films, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. I thought that was it was the grittiest planet of the apes up to that point i'm a huge fan of the first movie i absolutely love the movie love the ending loved it as a kid love it as an adult um i did like the new trilogy the rise of the planet of the apes and dawn and war for the planet of the apes i like those movies um but i conquest of the planet of the apes is silly and cheap and dated in some ways but i did think it kind of went you know in a kind of darker direction than the other films and i i did like seeing how the you know ape world was sort of born um but that's just the first one i can think of off the top of my head i'm trying to think what a rocky four i was gonna say rocky
1: four is probably rocky
0: four is silly but really good it's fun it's the the whole it's a 90 minute montage
1: right and stallone literally (laughs)
0: single-handedly ends the cold war but rocky four it's a a fun crowd-pleasing movie um, I, you know, I don't hate it, but it's, it's not a great movie. I would say maybe, so Rocky IV Conquest of the Planet of the Apes might yeah, be.
1: I was going to, I was going to go with, um, Police Academy for Citizens on Patrol. Oh, I'm just God. kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. <the laughs> I was Academy. like, really? Yeah, like, I, I know you like those movies. I, I, I don't like okay. that one at all. Um, that's a bad one. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, the fourth, fourth movies in a series are usually, you know, they're usually rough. Um, I'm in the minority. I like Alien Resurrection most people hate that movie yeah i never Uh, saw that one so i can't i i'm in
0: the minority i and that once again that it went dark dangerous unique places uh what whatever that's yeah you, so
1: i guess it is tough to. you probably didn't see toy story 4 but that is a good movie but also yes i did oh you did yeah i liked it i liked yeah, it. no that's a good one but, that's a good example but I, I, I also it, thought yeah. that that really i thought the third one ended so good i didn't think they needed a fourth however the fourth wasn't a bad movie so it didn't ruin anything for me
0: yeah, I don't think any of the Toy Story movies are bad. No, I don't think I anymore. kind of am partial to one and two. Me too. I think one and two are the two best just personally, but three was fine and four was fun. So I just keep continuing it and none of them are I don't think any of them are bad movies. So I actually yeah, I would agree with uh, Toy Story Four. I'm trying to I like Lethal Weapon Four. A lot of people don't like that one. It's silly, yeah. but yeah, and they definitely both acknowledge their age in that movie. Um so <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right sorry to
1: get off on a sidetrack um, that's okay that's okay yeah I, I, I thought the arc being in this movie was, was unnecessary and again it was just stupid fan service then that made me think like oh, all right Luke is, or, um, Spielberg's not directing this from the heart he's just thinking all right what, what do the fans want to see and yeah. that's scary because he has no clue and that's what fans well, want yeah and that's
0: what and that's what went bad with uh, uh, the Star Wars the recent Star Wars trilogy I think so well, especially
1: yeah. the, the most recent the, the last oh one. god yeah <laughs> oh man <laughs> I think the second one is the only one that didn't think that and that's why it's probably the most and people successful. hate it people the most, hate it but, but I, it's yeah, really I, looking back i think people are going to end up liking that one the most
0: yeah but, i mean uh well whatever that's another conversation for another thing so yeah. let's see yeah, keep it with indiana jones right. yeah he's he ends up in the the
1: desert and he's in this creepy isolated town oh yeah so then now so then he you know some alarms go off he realizes that uh <laughs> that that something's going on here um I guess he actually realizes that they're going to drop an atomic bomb because he knows enough to go into a lead-lined refrigerator. Um, It it was kind of cool how they revealed that those people were mannequins. Yeah, I I had no problem with that. The biggest thing is, I mean, that's... Have you heard the expression, nuke the fridge? Well, this is where it, came, is where from. Like, is where it came from, like jump the shark from Happy Days. Yeah, but nuke the fridge. Yeah, uh, uh, I but also one thing I
0: wanna say though, before he gets in the fridge and that whole the uh, that whole debacle, what the heck is going on where this site that's set up like a desolated town with mannequins, yet they have a working television yep. and howdy duties on TV? Uh, what 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 lot what why okay just, just just to throw Elvis in there before they already established you know what was going on right but,
1: Obviously there's no ne- there would not be ele- electricity in that town uh, correct. and there would not, and why if there was a TV why and it did work why would it be on when you're going to blow it up? Um, <laughs> not only that, but he turns on the water or tries to and no water comes out yet across the street the guy's washing his car with a hose that with running water coming out of it.
0: Yeah, there you go. Okay, so a lot of, a lot of uh, you know technical, yeah, ridiculous, stupid things that that once again, smart people worked on this movie. Okay, people that you know are smart, competent. How they let
1: all this get by is is uh, it makes me think they were in it for a paycheck. And I'm not even okay. Yeah, and and like I said you know before and or another podcast i'm not i don't look at these movies to try to find faults so if i'm spotting them then that's especially in a movie that i wanted to love you know i went in wanting to love it and i'm you went in
0: wanting to love this more than me right for sure and And
1: i walked out you know when i first saw it i was like
0: i i I don't know some something you know came over me i guess i was just so happy to see harrison ford
1: as indiana jones and I Whatever agree. Crap, they threw. I w- I might have you know liked it, but I, I was well, you know. I was on. I I didn't hate it when I first saw it. I you know I, I needed to digest it a little bit, and I wasn't a fan yeah. of pe- so some of the pieces. But I wasn't like oh that was horrible. Oh, yeah. I'm so mad. Um, you know I was like all right, Indian Jones. You know it wasn't the best movie, but it was good. I enjoyed it, and then you know I, that was part of me was just me wanting to like it too. Um, but mm-hmm. I think over time. And I think I may have had that deep down inside. Like the cr- cynical critic in
0: me was like, oh God, the fridge, the swinging from the trees, the, you know, all this terrible stuff. But then I was like, you know, but it's Indiana Jones and the uh, John Williams score with the rousing music. I was, it, it was nice to see that again. It was kind of like, you know, when, when a band gets back together. Yeah. You know, a band that hasn't toured in 20 years and now they're back together, you're going to want to see them in concert. And they might not sound as good as they did in their prime, but you're still happy to see them I feel like I had that kind of reaction to
1: yeah it, it was like when the B sharps sang on top of Moe's tavern <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> um
0: yeah but anyway rich knows we're both big Simpsons fans but I'm the bigger Simpsons you're fan, much bigger I think, than so I am was, I have I have like a, a I have like one. a
1: three or four year window and but in your window is much bigger than mine
0: yeah, but the three or four that you the the seasons that you've seen are the, are the best, you probably. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're in a good place with the seasons. Um, so. Yeah. So, right. um, so then, yeah. You want to explain the nuke the fridge? We t- we mentioned it, but well, we didn't, yeah. we didn't so get into the into details into Refrigerator. Of it.
1: That's that's. Yeah, I guess apparently refrigerators in the 50s were lead lined, and if something is lined with lead, it's uh, you know, radiation doesn't affect it. So when the nuclear bomb drops on this fake town. Uh, since he's in the refrigerator, he doesn't die. However, the fridge launches, I don't know, 2,000 yards. um, (laughs) In the air. In the air. In midair, mind you. um, (laughs) Straight up and then across. (laughs) um, And then crashes into the ground, rolls repeatedly for another, what, 200, 300 yards, and then just (laughs) pops open, and hey, he's fine inside. Um, You know, wasn't destroyed by the blast or the, you know, crash of the fridge you know that and the
0: gophers are there waiting to say hello yep, and check there on him. too
1: they have to you just couldn't let them go and they were also in at the, when earlier that's right yeah. when he speeds by yeah you see them three times yes, in this three film times. <laughs> so it's like, three too many but three right, times the first yeah. time was the dagger and the second and third time were just the twisting of the dagger just to you know make yeah, sure, exactly make sure it that's a good
0: way to describe it very good way to describe the the, the gophers yeah just Oh and that, that's been the most maligned moment of this film. I feel like everyone talks about the nuke the fridge moment, you know, more it's the most infamous moment of any Indiana Jones moment from any movie. Even though I think the swinging from the trees is worse personally, um, and I think I was more offended and upset too. You know, by the I was by sure. the the of the covenant in there, uh, this is the one that seems to dominate the internet and YouTube videos and online discussions, and with good reason. I, I, but it doesn't bother me as much as other
1: things. It doesn't bother. It didn't bother me that much either, to be honest. And I actually, you know, as much as we want to complain about the CGI in this film, I thought the visual of him going after he gets out of the fridge and looks at the nuclear. Blast! I thought the that mushroom was mushroom cloud. Good. Yeah, I, I
0: thought yeah. Yeah, he he would probably have melted and probably, died of radiation yes. <laughs> poisoning shortly after that. We both saw Chernobyl, so we know what's uh, uh, we know how dangerous that, that can be. I won't be able to see. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. That was that was a very very good but disturbing yeah, series. All but right. Yes, he would have so, he would have melted
1: and died, and uh, but the visual of the mushroom cloud I thought was was well done. Um, so yes. I'll, I'll give them props where they deserve it, and I I, I thought that that was a good shot. Um, mm. So then now he uh, so then he gets, you know, he's getting scrubbed. And then you find out that uh, the US government is suspicious of him because it's the 50s and everyone's suspicious of everyone. And uh, who was the guy, the, the famous guy that was calling out everyone for being communist? No, Jim, McCarthy. Jim McCarthy, yeah, this yeah. was 1957.
0: Yeah. It was the the era of McCarthyism, yeah. and just it was the kind of the height of the Cold War in some ways. Okay, so and there were Russians in the country according to this movie. So plenty of them.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I guess they they give you a little bit of a backstory into what Indy's been doing the last 19 years. I guess they said he was involved in World War II and as a spy mm. or something. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of they 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 hint at a lot of things. That might have made better movies than this. Yes,
1: um, agreed. Um, so then you know he goes back to teaching, and he's teaching on co- his campus, and finds out that uh, the FBI is looking into him, and he got suspended with pay, and the 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 dean of the college had to resign just to get him that. Um, and then you know then they they cut to Indy's house, which I'm always amazed. He's got a really nice house. Um, mm. did, did, don't you think so I think the only other time the only other time we've seen it is in Last
0: Crusade am I correct you
1: see it in Raiders too briefly him and Marcus are talking in it and when he's packing mm. a bag to go to um, find Marion find Marion yeah you, you mentioned something right now that
0: I want to talk about while he's still at the college um, you do see they do you know pay fan service I suppose uh, to the two pictures on his desk in his office uh, the Sean Connery pick. Uh, it was nice to see him there, and, but I'm glad he turned this down. Yeah. Uh, even though League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a horrible worse movie than this to go out on, uh this wouldn't have redeemed him in any way. It would have still been looked at as bad. And his his part would have probably been a nothing, you know, part like the Jim Broadbent part or something. So it wasn't like he was going on the adventure or he was the John Hurt character. And even if he was That would have been horrible. <laughs> it, it would have been it would have been horrible in a different way. So I'm glad he turned it down. And then the pick of Brody Who took a picture Of Brody lost in the the, the moment from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Both of those pictures from the movie. Both of yeah, but the Sean Connery one was okay. That was yeah, but but why would they take that? They're that lazy. They couldn't find a better picture of Denholm Elliott. And then another thing, another thing that bothered me: the Brody statue. That gets decapitated. That was now, at the time that this was made, that was stupid. But that was like borderline disrespectful yeah. at the time. Because, first of all, I didn't, another thing that I don't like about Last Crusade they made denholm elliot into the bumbling idiot comic relief and in the first movie he was nothing like no, that no he was so this was I mean, a whole like like the, it's like they realized they wanted i don't know danny devito to play this part or uh, you know some you know physical rowan atkinson maybe uh, so they should have just recast it i'm just here like that would have been funny mr, mr. bean <laughs> with indiana jones yeah but it just it, it didn't i didn't like what they did with his character and then but it's it's great compared to cuz at least they you know made his character important in the third movie Whereas this one that I looked at the decapitation of his statue as really disrespectful because he was, he, he died, he was gay, he died of AIDS in the early nineties, I believe, uh, the actor, uh, Denholm Elliott mm-hmm. So that was, you know, to me, I, I did like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't clever. It was just like, why? Mm-hmm. Why do that? Well, I, I, I don't know. So that, that, I did, that didn't sit well with me, but go on. We're back in Indiana Jones's house.
1: Yeah, well, so then he ends up, you know, he says he's going to leave and find a new job. So then he's on the train, and then in comes, you know, he's getting ready to go... You know wherever he's going on the train, and in comes Shia LaBeouf. Uh, oh God! <laughs> which you know the, from the Wild One, or uh, yeah, I was gonna
0: say it's he's supposed to be a he's a terrible young Brando. Yeah, suppo- yeah. yeah,
1: trying to be a young Marlon Brando from the Wild One. Meanwhile, he is, came and hold a candle to Marlon Brando. Uh In any, at least not in this. Maybe
0: in Transformers no or in way. other movies, on, but I, I've I've, I've got his I've got Shia LaBeouf's back. Oh, uh In a few in a few movies. But not this. And he didn't do himself any favors by badmouthing this movie and badmouthing Spielberg, okay? Even if you don't like working. I know Julia Roberts and Spielberg clashed constantly on Hook. She has never publicly said a bad thing about Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and he did. And okay. that hurt his and career. And he did. And that, you don't bite the hand that
1: feeds you. That hurt his career tremendously. Uh, so, yeah, you don't, you don't do that. So. Well, the biggest issue I have with Shiloh Buffy is he, he tries to be a tough guy, but he's a little weasel. Like, honestly, he is, he's yeah. not big or strong. Like, I, I, no. I wasn't buying the whole tough guy act one bit. Um, like the
0: greaser yeah, in the 50s. Yeah, I just couldn't was, buy he him he in that He was world. a little weasel. He was a little... <laughs> yeah, weasel. He was is like a, a little... <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he's, so. not,
1: he's not the tough guy bully. He's the, you know, the...
0: He's the one that's going to, like, you know, hit you when you're not looking and then run yeah, away. Yeah, exactly. uh, This kind of thing, right, yeah. So. Right. Um, he,
1: he's, he's the guy you settle down with. He's not the guy, you know, you go off and, and go on, a, the, the bad boy you go out on a date with, you know? No, and if he's supposed to be, he failed at convincing Correct. us that that's um, what he is. Yeah, yeah so that whole, the, his intro was just terrible. Really bad. Um, yeah. yeah, so then they meet in the diner, and this is the one part of the movie that I liked, um, oh, the greasers against the jocks. No, just everything from the the diner scene I thought was good. You know, shake, rattle, and roll when they're all fighting, mm. and then that leads right into the John Williams music when they're the chasing through the streets of Connecticut. I, I, I th- yeah, and that
0: was kind of an interesting chase scene. I, I like the, that. that you know with me, the motorcycle yeah, and the car. To yeah. me,
1: that was like quintessential like Indiana Jones. That was a great Indiana Jones scene. It's unfortunate that this is the movie it's in, but I thought that was a great yeah. Indiana Jones scene. It was all stunt work. There was no CGI. Yeah. Um, but
0: once again, too bright. Like, everything about this movie looked fake, even though I, I I read that there was no CGI. And a lot of the car chases later on when they're in the jungle, allegedly there's no CGI. but then Not I the, the, the car chase, but the backgrounds, yeah. The, 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 they looked so fake. Oh, yeah. Everything about this, this movie has a glossy, no shadows, bright, fake you know cheap look i guess it doesn't look cheap's not the right word but inauthentic look yeah the whole movie looks inauthentic and i i and even that scene yes that's a better scene than other action scenes that we might talk about we'll talk about later but that was not a great scene so well not a, it just i didn't like the look
1: okay I, I i didn't have a problem with it and I, I liked i i to me that felt like the most indiana jones scene of this whole movie um you know that that that's me you know obviously exchanged the actors ages, but that could have been in, you know, the the previous movie and it would have fit in perfectly, you know? Um, I, I, yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, that kind of, that, that was like a perfect Indiana Jones chase scene. I agree. But it, it wouldn't was, have looked as fake. It wouldn't yeah. have had that
0: bright glossiness. I agree. That this it, was, whole movie it was
1: stupid how it ended with the, the head of the statue falling onto the guy's lap. Um, mm. but I, I did like that. That, to me, that was the bright spot of this movie. Um, like I said, I liked how in the diner when they're fighting, you hear know, shake rattle and roll, and mm-hmm. um, again the. So I guess the they end
0: scenes poorly. Yeah, I guess they end yeah. scenes poorly in this movie. They ended the one scene in Area Fifty One with the shot of the Ark of the Covenant. They end this good chase scene with Denholm Elliott's uh, head falling off the statue. It, I, I don't know why. do They feel they need to end with a punchline to make the audience go <gasps> or laugh, or I don't. I
1: don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. Um, so, yeah, so now um, they decide that they uh, have to go to uh, Peru because that's where Mutt, Shia LaBeouf's character's mother is, who you don't know yet is, is Marion. And
0: Well, because they're looking for John Hurt. Right, they're looking for John Hurt at the time.
1: Oxley or something, whatever and, his name is. And, and that's his mom.
0: Another problem. And his mom. Yeah, that's another problem I have, though, with this. John Hurt is an absolute nope. I mean, he's a great actor, but his character is an absolute nobody, and we're supposed to care for him? Right. This, like, what, What? why are we invested in this story? We don't know that, you know, Mary, he calls her Mary, is Marion, you know, from the first film. We don't know it's Karen Allen. Uh, Jim Broadbent replaced Den O'Meally, character, so we don't really care in the exchanges. There's no drama going on in any of his scenes with uh, Harrison Ford. And then John Hurt is the reason that they're going off on this adventure, because he found something, he's obsessed with something, and they got him. So what? Like, and that to me, like, this well- just, this movie was just... A scene of it
1: was just a lot of scenes that you know maybe good scenes, but they didn't tie together. Would you would end. you have been more invested if the character instead of Ox was Abner, who is Marion's father that they mention in Raiders of the Lost Ark? Would that have made any difference or no?
0: Possibly, I don't know. That would have been that would have been. A, Does that a, a name more ring a bell to you or tendency. no? Yeah, I the, 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 so know they talk about her
1: father. They mentioned the name, um, yeah, in the first one.
0: If it was Sala, John uh, John Reese Davies is still alive. He's still around. I, I don't know something, yeah. something more. So just someone that we care about. You know, not. A guy that all of a sudden, oh my God, we're supposed to care about this person. That, you know, the last Jurassic uh, World movie did that. I think James Cromwell's character was yeah. partners with Hammond. We never, never heard about heard him name. in <laughs> four previous movies. All of a sudden, this guy is literally the the you know second most important person to the Jurassic Park <laughs> world universe, and we've never heard of him until the fourth movie. Yeah, and he, or fifth and he's, movie. And he's,
1: oh, and he's mastered the art of cloning human beings too. Yeah. Really.
0: Okay. So I that that you know that's just bad writing yeah. to me. But, but John Hurt's a good actor and he could have made me care about it. But he didn't. No, in I this. couldn't. I, in fact,
1: when he was on the scene the, on the screen, I, I hated those. I I, I hated everything about yeah. him. And he's a good actor in so many other so things, and just, that's like just making gibberish. me gibberish. He looked like a bum off the streets. Anyone could
0: have played yeah, that seriously. part. I agree, and he's—he's a—I—I I mean, I love him from the original Alien. I love his voice. John Hurt was one of those actors where there's certain actors I—I I, they could narrate anything for me, and I, I, hes such a good actor, and he's—and I think this is the only time he worked with uh, Spielberg, but just completely wasted. And do they even say Peru? Because I think that just they say South America, and then I think they show the plain land in Peru when they do that map
1: thing. They say they're going to the see the Nazca lines in Nazca, Peru. I'm pretty sure they say that.
0: Okay, because I don't remember them saying I'm like South America. That's a little vague.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought they said they're so. going to Na- they maybe they just say Nazca, but they definitely mentioned the Nazca lines. Okay.
0: Okay, um, which okay. I
1: didn't even know existed until this movie. So that was one yeah. I'm I gonna say I d- I didn't I, I, that meant
0: nothing to me. I'm not I'm not an expert on uh, uh, South American geography. Me neither. I've never been never been to Peru. So no. All right, but go on. So they go uh, into uh, South America. Into they're Peru. in South
1: America. They have to go to this this. Um, uh, first, they go to some town, and then they real you know they're trying to find out where Ox was held held captive for a little bit. Um, and then, you know, they find out that they have to go to this graveyard to get the, uh, to see if they can find the crystal skull that's buried there. Um, Mm -hmm. that whole scene was, I don't know stupid a little bit with the guys wearing I'm gonna disagree brands. with you, you, you oh well that? then
0: once again the selective magnets okay the lead is magic okay in yeah. the fridge and in this okay the the you know because then all the gold and all those you know all, all those sets when they get into South America everything
1: should just be getting stuck to the, the yeah, skeletons yeah, yeah only that's... one random little piece does it or something like that
0: I did think the sets in South America in the temple and all those tombs it looked like a Tomb Raider or a mummy movie you know which are both clones of India jones so mm-hmm. um but it looked kind of like that but the set there i thought were very impressive that was one thing that really stood out to me so those would be the scenes that left a positive impact okay. on me of course that goes down the drain as we talk further about the plot of this movie and other things that are revealed but at this point you know seeing the the sand and the tombs and the knobs and all that stuff going on uh i thought that was pretty cool so mm-hmm and it- That's the, the to me the the individual scenes in you know Kingdom of the Crystal Skull are engaging enough, but the problem is. Once we get to the end, or you know, we don't care about these characters, even though we should. It's Indiana Jones, it's Marion, it's, but we we don't care about a lot of you know what's actually happening, and we're just moving from okay that scene was good to the next scene. Okay, that scene was good, and that's kind of my problem with a lot of Marvel movies. They're a series of good, well directed, competent action scenes, but they don't add up to much. Where at the end, you don't feel wow, right? Or, you know, you don't feel that emotional. You know, they don't have that. So that that's, you know, the problem.
1: With how, how did you feel about his outfit not changing at all? I, d- yeah,
0: I wrote that. T- the costumes look pristine and it's not just his, but the the, the Russians, the Kate Blanchett's no. character, she goes through some crazy stuff and she's always, you know, looking clean. I
1: meant like it's been. All right, let's say twenty years since the last Indiana Jones oh, okay, movie. Okay. You don't think he would have changed anything about his outfit? Now, obviously, you don't want to get rid of the fedora because that's his iconic look. But like, right, right. he literally wears the exact same shirt, the exact same pants, the exact same jacket. Even if you, you it's you, like a human cartoon seriously, character. Seriously, <laughs> like, you don't think he, just practicality wise, he wouldn't have changed I, yeah. anything about his outfit? They could have changed something about it. They didn't need to yeah. keep it exactly. He didn't still need to have that same bag that he wore. You know, he could have gotten something yeah, different. Yeah, even
0: Batman has changed. Costumes in the movies, you know, the previous, you know, the Tim Burton movies and the Joel Schumacher movies and then even, you know, his yeah. costume changed slightly in the um, Christopher Nolan movies. So, yeah, I, I mean, his costume Blade, is iconic thinking, yeah. and,
1: I, and I didn't I didn't know how I felt at the time. I remember thinking, like, all right, I don't want his costume to change. However, it's kind of weird if it doesn't like yeah, because that's a good why point. would you yeah. why would you wear the exact same gear you wore t- for 20 years you don't change you anything buy no- nothing but the same well, well, what about technology over the last 20 years like you, there's nothing else you mm-hmm. could think of that you might need or you're still using a whip like i, mean, I guess they're kind of timeless i i, I mean obviously I know, but that's you, a good point there's some yeah. things you don't want to get rid of like obviously like i said the whip i, I know i just said something about the whip but yeah the whip yeah. you want to keep in there and the the hat, right, and and I guess even maybe yeah. the jacket, but he could have had a you know changed his shirt and his pants or different boots or something. I don't know. He could have had a backpack instead of that satchel. Like there you go. Yeah, know. they could have done something a things.
0: But I, I think also another problem with this, and maybe Spielberg and Lucas fed into this. Indiana Jones had become such an icon. Even by the time Last Crusade came out, he wasn't this you know icon of motion picture history. Right. Okay, he was popular, he was a big deal, you know, but he wasn't, you know, he was, his blockbuster movie was go. it got beaten by Batman at the box office the summer of 89, and Ghostbusters 2, and, you know, he was just one of many, you know, big, you know, iconic action stars, action movies for that summer, so it wasn't like now we look at Indiana Jones, he's this, you know, legendary, Yeah, uh, and his- important piece of history, and so by the time you get to 2008, He's bigger than Ghostbusters, he's bigger yes. than Batman, he's bigger than, you know, Lethal Weapon, the movies that may have
1: beaten him at the box office and, then. And his, They're not Harrison Ford now. Yeah. And his hat and jacket and whip I think are in the Smithsonian like And they should yeah. be. Yeah, more so
0: than any of the anything from the other movies that I just mentioned. Maybe some props from Ghostbusters could be in there, but well, at least not Ghostbusters too. No. <laughs> but you get the point. Okay, you get the point. He's, you know, So maybe all of that led to him being like this, you know, what you were complaining about, how he was sort of an everyman, a relatable character. Now he's this pristine, perfect, nothing should change. He's like Batman. He's like Superman, the costumes, the, you know, he's, 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 you know, legendary. And the, everyone involved in this movie, I guess, treated the character as legendary, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone from Lucas and Spielberg and Harrison Ford all the way down to, you know, the interns and everything that we're working on this. So there, yeah. there's a
1: funny stand-up, a uh, Seinfeld stand-up um, bit where he's like, you can tell uh, the greatest decade of your dad's life by the clothes that he wears as he gets older. He's like, yes. you kind of just ride out whatever the best decade of his love. They just don't change from there. They just ride out that style. Uh, I do remember that from one of the episodes. <laughs> he says it at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, that, that, that made me think of that. Um. All right, so now they so they find the crystal skull, and then uh, it turns out... Um, Ray Winstone's character has been following the whole time. So he gets it back. And then the base, basically from that point on, the movie is just one giant chase, um, mm. you know, through the jungles, you know, they, they, you know, it's, there's the reveal that this skull has. First of all, the, the, the big reveal, I guess, is that, you know, there are, it, it is from an alien, um, so, well,
0: you look at the size of it, there's no uh, mistaking that. And also, how how did you feel about the ad campaign where the skull, the alien skull, was front and center in a lot of the posters? Um, You think it gave too much away? Uh, that was another reason I was hesitant to be excited and optimistic about this movie, because I thought Aliens in an Indiana Jones movie, that doesn't belong. I mean, yeah, I'm but... still going to see it, no matter what, but, uh, you know... I wasn't I, too I... worried about that. I mean, everything oh, about Indiana Jones I is was.
1: unbelievable, so, I mean, in some ways... Yeah, way, but
0: there's a difference between archaeology and hist- and and... Sci-fi. Yeah, it didn't... That's something... So once I saw that, I then... But the fact that they revealed it before... You even bought a ticket before, you know, it was on the posters. I was like, that didn't sit well with me. The advertising, you know, of that didn't sit well with me. And then on... Because then otherwise, what's the crystal skull? What is it? Could just be a jewel, an amulet, you know, like the Holy Grail. Yeah, I guess they did kind of that that It took away that mystery, you know, of of what what it was that they were looking for.
1: I think they did that on purpose because it would have... I think it made people realize... I think people would have been more disappointed if they went into this not thinking that and saw aliens and being like seriously. I don't know. Because that know. the scene when they you know when they're in the jungle and she opens up the casket and shows you that alien body from which was from clearly from Roswell um, mm-hmm. or supposed to be. Um, well, it's Area Fifty One, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's when I was just like, all right, what like. I guess this really is. And I just feel like
0: none of that belongs in Indiana no, Jones. No, I agree. I, that's just my cool. opinion. And so you mix the you mix the Ark of the Covenant with the, you know, the alien bodies from Roswell and it doesn't met to me it doesn't mesh. It's taking two
1: cool, unique, interesting concepts and, and they don't mesh. It, and it, and one of know. the things about the other Indiana Jones movies is you don't find you you up until the end of those movies everything they're searching for is something that anybody could be searching for. It's not mystical. Mm-hmm. It's not all powerful. You know, they might think it is, but there's no. Even Indiana. Yeah, well, the Ark certainly had some. You know, right. But even Indiana and Jones. And then so did the Holy Grail. Yeah. But even Indiana Jones didn't believe in those things um, until yeah, that's true. Until he saw His father the power. Did, of, and the right, other people did. Until yeah, he so. saw the power of those things. Um, yeah. He didn't believe in in the Ark. You know, he actually laughed at it when right. he and Marcus were talking. Um, right. So he you know and then he realizes the power but this one they kind of you know throw it out there right away that this is this actually is a, a, an alien skull like they don't a magical, yeah, a alien, magical yeah, he, it starts, it starts skull talking and, to uh, him when he's strapped into the chair and he starts it didn't sit well you know having none, of, a none of this yeah yeah none of this sat well with me It was so, just weird uh, yeah and then so then Marion you know then you it's revealed that Marion is um, uh, Mutt's mother Um, And that should be an oh-my-god moment. Did you feel anything when they took her out of the car? No. In fact, because she was in so much promotional work, I knew before anything, as soon as they mentioned the name Mary, I knew it was her. (laughs) Yeah, you see
0: the name, you know, Karen Allen in the opening credits. And then I just like, which is, this is her biggest role in at least 20 years. I don't know. But I just, uh, you mentioned The Simpsons before. I just, every time I think of Karen Allen, I think of this, and this is from a not-so-great Simpsons episode. Early in the 2000s, mid-2000s, maybe. For some reason, Moe and Maggie bond. Moe the bartender and Maggie the baby. So Moe is babysitting Maggie. Oh, I've actually seen that episode. She's playing, okay, she's playing in a park and a, a woman comes up to Mo and goes, "Oh, she's so cute. And Mo goes, yeah, well, you're no Karen Allen yourself. <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the woman goes, I was hitting on you, you jerk. And she just walks away and he's like, oh, no, no, come back. And I'm just like, That's, That's it's 2004, 2004 2005. It's such a random I had to look up, who's Karen Allen? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that uh, chick from Indiana Jones and Animal House and Starman. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so she was a big deal in like the late 70s 80s Uh, and he just says yeah well you're no Karen Allen herself so yeah but that moment should have felt oh this is great it should have felt like yeah you know the way you feel like in a Star Wars movie when a character you care about first appears on screen you know sometimes the audience will cheer and stuff like that Uh, this just was like okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I was like,
1: well, I was like, I knew, it, you know, I, she, she had been in the trailer. It was no secret no. that she was in this movie. So of course it was going to be her, you know, I th- but even in the recent
0: star Wars movies, when they revealed Carrie Fisher for the first time, when they were, you knew Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill were in it, you, you know, there was like a, yeah, you have the audience app- applauded, you know, when I saw, and I did feel like a, Oh, that's nice. There they are, you know? Uh, just, uh, yeah. This whatever. Didn't do anything for me. Yeah. No. There's uh, no drama. I thought whatsoever his reaction was good. Um. I agree. I was gonna say he makes once again Harrison Ford right, good carries look, it. Good face. Yeah. His, he carries. Yeah. He he makes that. You know. Like oh, I understand how he feels, but I didn't feel anything. No.
1: So. I, I thought that was stupid. Um. Yeah. What did you think in general as the Russians as an enemy? I
0: mean, it made sense because of the time period. Uh, I just felt, well, at least Kate Blanchett, who's once, I'll say it a million times, she's a very talented actress, is one of the most talented actresses of the past 20 plus years. But my God, is she terrible in this. She's never been this, because she's cartoonish and... Just she makes stupid decisions. Yeah,
1: and, everything about
0: uh, it is bad. I, everything about it, yeah. I mean, they're, they're all bad shots, but that's okay. The Stormtroopers are bad shots. They're bad yeah, shots. So, the Nazis that, are bad shots in the other Indiana Jones movies. I mean, I, so I wasn't upset with them being the token enemy for, you know,
1: this movie. Um, I just, I thought they could have been handled better or acted better. I agree. Or directed better. I, it, yeah. Yeah, like you said, timeline-wise, it had to be them, right? There was no one else yeah. really for, the, for it to be. Um, but Mm -hmm. they, you know, I think the part of the problem is because the other, you know, main villains, at least in two of the first three movies are Nazis. It's like, it's, it sets the bar so high for, for villains that, you know, Russians, not that, I mean, I know it was the cold war and, and they were our enemy at the time, but it didn't, it wasn't the Nazis, you know what I mean? No, it's not, you're
0: not talking about a different world if, you know, Indiana Jones fails, whereas you know, you know, Hitler is trying to take over the world and conquer, Correct. you know, and kill anyone that's not the master race in his, his right. uh process. But and even though let's let's give a shout out though to Temple of Doom here. Even though yes, the the Indian that evil Indian mysterious cult uh, is not you know going to change the world if they get their way. They're still pretty memorable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Molaron, they're still pretty impressive and unforgettable villains. So mm-hmm. they do some things that, you know, make them feel almost as evil as Nazis. So
1: Right. And that's impressive because who even knew or knows what the thuggy cult is? You know, like they had to introduce yeah. that concept and right. make it, you know, as a, a, a formidable, f- uh, you know, uh, villain to Indiana Jones. Yeah. Whereas... Yeah. You know, in this case, it was just like, yeah, well, it's the Russians. It's 1950s. Yeah, there you yeah. go. It didn't
0: have that sense of urgency, right. Like everything else in this movie, everyone's everything in this movie is just sort of coasting from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like it, nothing. There's it's it, it makes for an overall forgettable story and a forgettable, disposable movie. And like I said, unnecessary. Just so unnecessary. Yep. So some individual scenes might be good. I thought some of the jungle scenes. You know, in the with the sets and the temple and the, all the stuff the are you know, going end. through. Yeah, I thought those were pretty cool.
1: I agree. Um, um I, But But so what? It didn't amount to anything. Right, at the exactly. End. So so you know, they end up escaping from the camp, the Russian camp, and then they go into the they they end up getting sucked into quicksand or something. And that's when you find out that, you know, another spoiler, but uh, Shia LaBeouf's character is Indiana Jones's son, which anyone with half a brain saw coming <laughs>
0: eight years, yes. eight years
1: before that was revealed. Unless you never saw a movie in your life, you saw that coming, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously. Not even never saw a movie unless you never read a book or anything like unless you, <laughs> unless you literally were clueless about everything in life. You you saw that coming. <laughs>
0: Um, and once again you should feel oh my god but inst- I felt more of an oh my god when uh, Jenny reveals that uh, the little kid is Forrest Gump's kid than I did in this yeah, okay, I Like I even though it's obvious but it, 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 I felt no, more of it, a it had oh, more emotional you know.
1: weight on it than this did correct yeah, yeah. Um, and that whole scene was just ridiculous they tell Ox the the, the John Hurt's character to go get help meanwhile the guy is incoherent and is mumbling like a madman and mad they're man. screaming
0: and making so much noise and they right. save him are you going to get to how they save indiana jones out of the quicksand well
1: yeah so well first first <laughs> i'm gonna complain that they tell oxley to go get help and he comes back with all the russians well what did you expect him to do what did you think he was going to do the guy he, like <laughs> that's a good point i mean honestly but all right so yeah so to get them out the shia labeouf comes find, finds this like i don't know Thirty foot long snake and uh, yep. <laughs> launches it into the snake into the sand pit. Uh, Karen Allen and in case you've never
0: seen the other Indiana Jones movies, snakes. He's afraid of snakes. Yes. He hates snakes. So they
1: have to they have to bring that back. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's not a snake in another movie other than the first one. Honestly,
0: but I guess it's such a memorable because you know, it's such a memorable <laughs>
1: line and and yeah. thing about him. Um, yeah, that uh, you know you realize that. Uh, they had to work that in, I guess.
0: So, Honestly, I'm thinking whenever someone in my life tells me they're afraid of snakes, I think of Indiana Jones. Right,
1: so I guess that's the reason. You know, they had to bring that yeah. back. So it's 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 pretty, it's yeah, iconic that, that's how him. important, yeah. Yeah,
0: iconic and, and significant it was for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. So
1: to get him out, you know, they have to call the snake a rope so that he'll actually grab it and get out of the sand pit before he's being sucked out what did you think of that
0: L- like he's a little kid yes. you tell him oh no it's 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 not a snake it's a rope okay
1: that's like oh no it's not medicine it's candy okay right. like <laughs> exactly it's like putting you know mixing the peas in with the mashed potatoes so you don't realize you're eating them yeah it's pretty stupid but yeah um oh boy yeah i thought that was i mean it was fine i, I didn't hate it as much as i hate other things if that you know i could live with that i guess um, yeah, compared to what comes next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so then there's this. this car. We still chase. haven't touched on some of the worst things. Yeah, the car chase in the jungle. The car chase which... in the jungle was, to me, which should, should have been awesome, was horrendous. Um, it looked so fake, looked only so horrendous fake. because
0: it looked fake. Not because he was old, not because they were having you believe unbelievable things with the fencing and the tossing and the jumping, but it looked so funny,
1: even for 2008. That's where the cinematography got me the most. That whole scene, the lighting is weird. Everything is real shiny. Yeah, and... there's no shadows.
0: Yeah, they're in the jungle, yeah. and it's it's brighter than uh, if they were on a beach in Malibu.
1: And they have, like, a glow. They have, like, a, a shiny glow like, yeah, it's like the, the sun was on I them. But it, it like, you know, I, don't, I don't understand why they did that. I don't
0: understand. Yeah, it was you very. There was
1: no shadows. Yeah, it was very weird. That's the point. I mean, you you've been saying it the whole movie. I noticed it there. Um, so I guess that's okay. probably where it was the worst. Um,
2: okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The fencing scene was—I don't know—I thought it was stupid. It was like swashbuckling. They pyrus. did mention that
0: he—they did mention that he—he he does fencing. They didn't mention that he can swing from vines like Tarzan, but they did mention they did that did set that, uh, that, Shia yeah, can They did set fence, that up. Yeah. But
1: I, I still thought it was kind of ridiculous. First of all, why does—oh, it was very first ridiculous. First of all, why does yeah. she have a sword? Like, what's the backstory there? She has a sword, so they can have uh, a sword fight. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. how about the fact that
0: they're fighting on the, the, the you know the roof of these cars? Or the you know the front the hood of these cars and there's also a gun mounted on the yes. Indiana Jones car. All he has to do is shoot the gun, shoot the gun and take the skull. There's a million things, things. All you
1: got to do is hit the brakes. This like they
0: didn't that too. Didn't yeah. need to
1: keep up with each other. Then at one point he's straddling. No. The two cars yes. and, and getting hit, in <laughs> yes. the, hit, like a human cartoon. Right. Like he's yeah. hitting, hitting the genitals as, as he's fighting. Which I don't know if that yeah. was supposed to be funny or I don't know what, it what I was supposed it was to just, feel. It
0: looks. It, it wasn't funny because it looked fake. Right. Everything about from this point on, and this leads into. Eventually, he gets knocked off, and then he meets some monkeys. Which I, by the way, did you notice the monkeys are anti-communist? Um, very patriotic uh, monkeys that were. That's no, they're not in America, but you know, very, very, uh, you know, capitalist monkeys. Because they attack the uh, Russians.
1: So, yeah, and they don't attack the, the, the
0: Americans, yeah. Well,
1: they know.
0: So, just, they know. They know what's up. They, they understand free market economy. Exactly. Uh, but the CGI Tarzan, that's the scene where I, I was like, okay, there's definitely something wrong here, because the CGI looked so bad, even for 2008 standards, and I turned to my friend, and that's when he did the spitting on my childhood. Right, and, oh, and like God, I said before, to worst.
1: me, it's it, regardless of the CGI, the fact that that scene exists... I I, I don't know why who somebody had to have said to somebody else on that set, what are we doing here? Like somebody had to. There's no way everyone was on board with that and being and like yes, Spielberg this is a and great Lucas idea. were surrounded by yes
0: men. Yeah, they were surrounded. I guess they were. You know, and that happens sometimes. I mean, how does Eddie Murphy go from making such great movies to making Norbit and Meet Dave and I don't even know what else? Okay, you know, because <laughs> he's just surrounded by yes men. And they're like, yeah, you should do that. I, I of mean, course. I don't yeah, understand. I'm just saying
1: behind their backs you know p- these people uh, that were working on the movie had to be like what What are they thinking here you know I, I
0: hope they were and, and, or, and Spielberg should be thinking better on his own but obviously yeah. I, money talks guys uh, money you know that's uh, I think I think that was the prime motivation for Harrison Ford wanting to do it again that was the, the thing about Harrison careers Ford has were... always
1: loved the character of anna Jones he's always said that he would play that character again in a heartbeat Han Solo not so much he wanted Han Solo to die in Empire, but right. uh, Indiana Jones, I think he genuinely loved the character. Well, and He and pushed I don't think for he it, and he mind. eventually got his way,
0: much to, you know, much to, I don't, I don't, it wasn't worth it. No, okay? I agree. It wasn't, you know, he could have done it uh, differently or something, but yeah, it's whatever, so.
1: Go on, because I know something, some even worse CGI is going to come up. Uh, I don't even, where are we now? So yeah, that horrible fighting. I guess, are you talking about the ants? Oh, those horrible the CGI horrible fire ants. ants. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. and they're... Which was terrible, because the fir- there's
0: always some sort of creature in the Indiana Jones movies that he stumbles into and has to get away from. In the first movie, it was snakes. The second movie, it was Bugs, mm-hmm. and he has that great Harrison Ford, we are going to die. Oh my God. I remember talking about and, that. With and him. how about That's the a great face moment.
1: that he makes after he says that? It's great.
0: Yeah, like, it's great. Literally and perfect. Then the, and then rats in the, in the Last Crusade, they're surrounded mm-hmm. in that uh, tunnel under the library with all those rats crawling everywhere. It's gross. I would take snakes, bugs, or rats. I don't want any of them on me, but those scenes were so much more memorable and so much better done, maybe because they were real. Most of them, or half of them, or all of them? I don't know. And these CGI fire ants were just awful. And if there's really ants like that... I don't think that region of the world would be populated at all. I was going to say, <laughs> do, do, do those just,
1: exist? Because who would ever go near that if those things existed? If they,
0: eat, if they devour people as quickly as they do in this movie, I don't think humans would last very long in that region. Uh, yes, yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> But it looked so bad. It, it, it looked it, everything it, it looked yeah, it looked really, really bad. Not as
1: bad as the swinging from the trees, but pretty close. So. So then they end up uh, launching their car, which is one of those uh, amphibious uh, uh, cars that can be on land and water. They they fly into a uh, into the river, and then they then you know of course they miraculously survive three gigantic waterfall. Drops. And wait, you forgot the car, the swing back
0: the, the the tree that the Marion drives the car the amphibious car uh, yeah. onto a tiny little tree right that, that and perfectly places like a, it places looks like a fly Perfectly places them back in the water and then the tree is, is like the monkeys. It knows to help uh, Indiana Jones and, and the, the Americans. It swings back like a fly swatter and psh, smashes the Russians that are climbing down the mountain and knocks off a few baddies. Not Cape Blanchett, of course,
1: but a few of the Russians. Right, you henchmen. Know. Guys that well, don't matter. The henchmen. It, it, yeah. It clearly but. wasn't a redwood tree then. No, oh, very good. Okay, <laughs> that was a good one, Rich. All right. <laughs> um, but yes, the, again, yep, perfectly helped out by knocking off some of the Russians. But honestly, it could have not killed any of the Russians, and it wouldn't have mattered um, because <laughs> at right. this point in the movie, it just you know turns into ridiculousness. Um, so then yeah. they, they drive their little car after they f- go through three waterfalls and miraculously survive all three. In fact, the first two, they didn't even fall out of the car.
0: This makes the, the, when they jump out of the, uh, the plane with the raft and go down the waterfalls and all that. in uh, temple of doom look incredibly realistic.
1: Yes. Uh, and it makes every Indiana Jones movie look incredibly realistic after seeing this. And, and it
0: kind of looks worse than the refrigerator moment too. Now that I'm thinking
1: about it. So. Yeah. Um, yeah that's true um so then they end up um finding this temple and then they they go into um they enter the temple they they you know you see some some drawings on the wall you realize that aliens built that temple um there were alien visitors you see you know they hold up the crystal skull you could see that it was clearly alien drawings on the wall um then as they go through you see some um uh, Native Americans, or uh, I, I forget the name of the tribe, but they do say it. Um, yeah. That. Um, and they're guarding the. Temple, they're guarding, right? right. They're, they're guarding yeah, the yeah, temple. Yeah. You got to watch out for them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then they they start chasing them, but they hold up the skull, and that you know keeps them at bay. Um, and then they keep going and head toward the main temple in the begin in the middle of this whole thing where you know they ha- they need to get to. Um, then it's revealed mm-hmm. that the Russians just wipe all those in those those tri- that try that whole tribe out um yeah. which you know it's kind of sad if you think about it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah well i guess you got to make us hate these enemies for something so I guess,
0: yeah yeah uh, and, and, and of course you yeah. don't
1: see any of it because violence is bad yeah um, it's a pretty
0: bloodless uh yeah. movie. i think i read somewhere this is the only indiana jones movie where he does not fire a gun he does not no um, yeah indiana jones does yeah. not fire a gun. A which of, of course do his about. firing the gun in the first movie was one of the most memorable scenes <laughs> yeah so um, i don't know what one thing you didn't talk about what did you, well we talked about the reveal of the crystal skull what do you think of the crystal skull itself that john heard is hugging this whole time what do you like the skull the look what do you think of it
1: um i think it looks a little ridiculous Okay, I felt the same way. It looks so fake. Yeah. It looks
0: like what you would think of a fake alien skull if you were to have a a fake alien prop from skull from a cheap movie. It just looked... Yeah, just... But once again, too shiny, too neat, too. I guess it's crystal, so it's got to shine, but... it. Yeah. I don't know. It, it looked glossy and fake like everything else in this movie. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, yeah, I agree. I wasn't a big fan of the crystal skull. I thought it looked kind of cheesy. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then they like, they get to some temple and they gotta you know figure out how to get into it and everything and that's you know classic Indiana Jones stuff the the, the set pieces were great you know all practical, um, so I, I agree with you there, um, but like you said it just doesn't amount to anything like it was just like okay this this would be good if it made me feel anything at all for this movie, um, they get you know they end up getting into this throne room of where there's 13 aliens and one of them is missing its skull so you find out that uh, that's the where it came from uh, they replace the skull on the head and I don't know th- things just get weird after that I don't even know I don't even it anymore the 13
0: bodies start to rotate and mold into one and as it does it the the skeletons that are sitting there it starts to grow like you know muscle and tissue right. and look like an actual living alien and eventually it becomes a living alien alive um and then it they all try to run away they know they're in danger we got to get out of here but Kate blanchett wants to stay she wants the knowledge of whatever this alien yeah, has to give to, her yeah and it, she
1: wants knowledge so she's it a
0: gives it to yeah. her and it burns up her brain and her eyes turn into fire and it's a horrible uh, she's a horrible character but it's a laughably bad death scene yes, i thought I um <laughs> And, and also we learn that these aliens are not aliens from outer space, but they're interdimensional beings, right. which was very important that Lucas wanted to. allegedly that was one of the well, somehow how he convinced Spielberg to direct this movie because Spielberg's very particular about his aliens because he feels his philosophy has always been aliens are peaceful. OK, he thinks if there is intelligent life out there, it's going to be like Close Encounters of the Third, Third okay. Kind or E.T., Then I was like, okay, so wait a minute. What about War of the Worlds? War of the Worlds wasn't an alien movie for him. It was a terrorist movie. The aliens were supposed to represent terrorists. Uh. It was his reaction to 9-11. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I didn't care for that movie either for different reasons. But I don't want to go off on that. So here he was convinced, just simple, like, oh, they're not aliens from outer space. They're interdimensional beings. Oh, okay, I could do that.
1: (laughs) I mean, so and I guess the aliens
0: per se aren't evil. Tomato, they tomato. took something from them; they take it back. It's just what, yeah, I, I don't understand. But going back to what you were saying, no stakes are involved. This is the big climax. This is the you know him getting the Holy Grail to save his father. You know him surviving the Ark of the Covenant. Him on the the bridge, okay, with you know cutting all these great climaxes mm-hmm. from Indiana Jones movies. They have some of the best climaxes in any action movie, and this is this is what they have and. and not only does it look silly, but I don't care. Right. I don't feel anything, you know, it's not like Indy's father dying or like he's gonna die or, you know, a kid, you know, short round is gonna die. It's just there's no sense of danger. No, it's it was one just, of the worst endings. And it really boring. felt like it did not belong. Okay. This more than any other Indiana Jones ending, it just didn't belong. It didn't Aliens don't belong there. Flying saucers like that, the
1: saucer going up. It it really left me feeling just so indifferent. Oh, but Mac dies, um, Ray Winstone's character, and I guess you're supposed to feel something about that. Uh, Indy Indy tries desperately to save him, although I'm not sure why, since he betrayed Indy like four times during this movie. Um, But yet Indy still has to try to save him uh i don't know know. yeah i
0: cared more when allison duty the blonde russian from last crusade who double-crossed indiana jones and he had tried to save her but she couldn't because she was obsessed with getting the grail and she reached for it i cared more you know feeling something when she died even though she wasn't you know a nice good character per se um
1: right i I agree it was just it was just dumb that whole uh, the whole ending was uh, I don't know. I I, I can't even explain it. I was just like, all right, this is happening, I guess. And is this movie over yet? Like at that point, it's just like, yeah. And it's,
0: yeah, it, yeah
1: oh god and there's a great south park about
0: why would they do that why would indiana jones do that you know and you got there's a south park i forget what it's called but they're raping indiana jones and they spoof deliverance and the accused and i guess (laughs) two movies that have very you know significant rape scenes in them and they're they're spoofing that and they're showing like lucas and spielberg doing that to indiana jones (laughs) it's it's funny and it's because the kids are like why would they do that no indy was my friend why are they doing that so yeah um (laughs) it's a good south park yeah
1: um so then you know then the they get out and they escape and they see this like uh it looks like a flying saucer appears and flies away and then water you know the whole temple and everything crumbles and water wipes it all away and uh, I guess all of a sudden, John Hurt's character comes back to uh, you know comes back to his senses and is normal again. Yeah. And, he's normal again. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, then it cuts to uh, a chapel and you see Indiana Jones getting married. And um, what did you think of the scene where the wind blows the hat to Shia LaBeouf and he he's uh, just about to put it on and Indy walks by and snags it? I'm glad you asked.
0: Okay, so I I hated seeing Indy getting married. Because to me, I guess it's like James Bond. It's something like, it it, it felt to me inherently wrong that it went against everything with this character. He's supposed to be a loner. He's supposed to be, you know, out just for adventure. You're not supposed to get married and settle down and all that thing. So I didn't like that. But once again, look at George Lucas, look at Spielberg. They're not the kids they were, okay? So Mm -hmm. they're, you know, that childhood, you know, great, you know, sense of joy and enthusiasm and youthful exuberance they used to have. It's not quite there anymore. And Spielberg at the time was... He was born in the mid-40s. Both of them, you know, they're baby boomers. And so they're in their 60s. They're middle-aged now. There's definitely senior citizens. Uh, But at that time, they were, you know, older. And their values are coming through. Whereas their values came through in the other movies as just fun and enjoyment and action and excitement and history. And uh, all uh, tying history in with fantasy and adventure. And this was just old men settling down and putting their values on screen. So I didn't like seeing Indy getting married. However, maybe this is one of the reasons I walked out happy. I breathed a huge sigh of relief when he took that hat from Mutt. That was a great, once again, credit to Harrison Ford, just the way he did it, okay, with his hand, his head, everything. Because you really, you know, he's got the hat, you know, uh, Shia LaBeouf has the hat, and he's about to. And one second more, it would have been firmly on his head, and Harrison Ford took it and, yeah, yanked it on his head. So that gave me a sense of, I felt this. After that happened, I felt like such a relief. I, you know, I, even now, even knowing that it's going to happen now, it's it's well choreographed and well uh, directed. And
1: acted. I agree. I do like that scene. It does make me mad a little bit that there was even a thought in people's heads that, hey, maybe Shia LaBeouf will be the new Indiana Jones. That, you know, That's that would have been point. awful. Um, that's a good point yes it would Yeah, this is Indiana Jones
0: it's not Indiana Jones and Son it's exactly. not
1: you know it's it's Indiana Jones it's that's it you exactly know? so I, I I do like that though I do I do I thought that was a funny little nod yeah. um how, yeah, this isn't the Indiana Jones cinematic universe it's just Indiana I hope Jones, it. I hope it stays whatever. that way but hey you never you never know so these days. well
0: I think it will are not they could have gone the James Bond route with Chris Pratt and they're choosing I feel like Indiana Jones is like rocky if you're gonna make Rocky, only Stallone can play him.
1: Okay? Well, you you got to make can't... Creed.
0: <laughs> the, the, fine, then that's great. That's what I mean. Okay, and he's a holder. Make, and, and you got to and find they, someone I, else. Yeah, right. Okay, but, you,
1: but
0: yeah, but even still, I feel like that Indiana Jones is even more. Uh, I don't know. I, I just. It would have to be amazing, and Creed ended up being pretty amazing, so, I mean, I guess never say never, it's possible, but I don't know, so, I mean, this is the third time I've seen this film. My first reaction in theaters, somehow, miraculously, like the critics, I mean, I guess critics are, you know, fans too, and we can, you know, get emotional for characters that we love and have fond memories of, and I liked it. I rewatched it on Netflix about a year ago, maybe six months, a year ago, and I hated it. Okay. I thought it was I right away I knew this movie was unnecessary even the first time I saw it in theaters and I knew right away it was the worst of the four. But for some reason I still walked out happy. Um but this, you know, the second time I saw it I hated it. And now this time I kind of feel mixed. I don't hate this movie. It's not a terrible movie. I mean, it might sound like we're making it out to be terrible, but it it's, it's just so unnecessary and so forgettable. And I just, you don't care. There's never, nothing is at stake that's serious. The most suspense I felt was when Shia LaBeouf was about to put the hat on. Yeah. Okay. That one might have been the most. So maybe he made me feel something. He made me care after sitting through two hours of nothing. Mm-hmm. I really cared. And I was like, "Whoo! all right, good. Okay. So I yeah. had my little heart going for a second there. So, I mean, that's my final take on this. It's not the worst spielberg movie and it's maybe not per se a horrible movie
1: it's just but it's also not a good movie what did, i can't i can't recommend what did you really originally three. give it 3 stars you said i did what, what would you I, give it I, after last night no, or this most recent video? two
0: two i wouldn't give it one i wouldn't give it i would give it two two and a half would be too generous i would give it one okay because there's Okay, so you, you were even more let down. Once again, you're the tougher critic than me. Every single uh, yeah. <laughs> time. Um, I still don't like it. I still don't, you I know, don't I wouldn't it. recommend yeah. it to I, not I, I But I
1: don't hate I, right. it. Right, yeah. and I'm the same way. I don't hate this movie. Um, you know, it's, it's a movie that's ridiculous, but... Um, but yeah. you know it, it's it's still an Indiana Jones movie, and it does have moments that we talked about that I like. Yeah. So for those that moments, don't add up to anything,
0: those moments don't add up to right, anything. Exactly. That's well, one, that's all the, the other problem. moments in
1: the other Indiana Jones movies. They added
0: up to great climaxes where you're on the edge of your seat, even if it's the twentieth time you've seen this movie. You're you're you know you're there. You're feeling it. You're excited. And that, and um, that's why
1: I would give those movies four stars, and I'm giving this one one and a half. And, you know, I, and that's why I think
0: that the Indiana Jones trilogy may be the most perfect trilogy of all trilogies. I mean, none of them are as good as Godfather and Godfather 2, but Godfather 3 is so bad, it just brings the whole trilogy down. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it really does. But this these three movies are all solid entertainment. They're all, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. they're all great movies. Yeah, Last Crusade is my least favorite, but it's still a phenomenal
1: three and a half to four star movie so i had this movie on dvd i had to i had to search for it i couldn't remember i guess i guess at the time i thought i i liked it so i bought it uh, i don't because i don't own oh so it movie. didn't come with a set you do so i have the no trilogy, i, I the had box the box set of the dvd i had the trilogy dvds before this came out so i didn't okay. want to buy a whole new trilogy of dvds just for okay, this so you I so just, just bought, bought this separately, separately. Yikes. yeah and it's, it's one of those DVD cases where you can't just open it. There's, like, two little snaps. Those two little tabs that yeah, you I have to open. Things, it's, yeah. it's, so yeah. it's almost like the DVD case itself was telling me, are you sure you want to watch this? Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't just open it. I was like, why won't this open? And I was like, oh, God, these two stupid tabs. I'm like, even the DVD mm-hmm. doesn't want me to watch this. Um, yeah, so that that's how I'll end this one. Um, again, obviously, that, I think this movie is a real big mistake. Um, I think the critics made the mistake this time. I think the audience is on point. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was 53%. I think that's accurate. Just, just Yeah, to, I think it's closer to a 50. Yeah, just to, to, to put that, it in yeah. perspective uh, with this movie. So the other movie's audience, well, the critic and audience scores. So for Raiders of the Lost Ark, 95 critic, 96 audience. Uh, mm-hmm. Temple of Doom, 84 critic, 81 audience last crusade 88 critic 94 audience um i agree with all those because i think last crusade i'm more on the audience side i think it's close to 94 and i think you're you're probably in line with the critics were about 88 um which would probably but I still love be like i remember
0: stars. when that came out yeah i remember when last crusade it, i didn't see it in the theaters but it it did not get the great. Neither did Temple of Doom because Temple of Doom was gory and graphic, and you know, ooh, it, it it's the reason why we have PG thirteen. It it pushed PG you know boundaries too far, where parents were like, no, we can't. We have to have something between PG and R. So they created later in 1984 that year, they created PG thirteen, and Last Crusade. Got maybe, you know, wrongfully criticized, I guess, because for the reasons that I said, it ruined the mystery of Indiana Jones' last crusade. So, that the how he gets the scar on his chin, all the stuff at the beginning, I mean, it felt like a retread of Raiders of the Lost Ark. But then, once again, I mean, you could say I'm wrong about this, but Sean Connery shows up and he saves that movie and makes that movie completely more enjoyable I agree. than it should be. I mean, his his line delivery, I should have mailed it to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> and then he's shooting, I'm sorry, son,
1: they, they got, got us. us. <laughs> when he shoots his own yeah. plane,
0: okay? It's just it's so many great... And just from that point on... But then when he needs to be serious, you really care, right. okay? You're, there's really, you know... So he can t- he turns on the charm and he's funny and then he turns it off and he's, you know... It's, it's whoa, okay, now it's, it's serious time. We gotta, you know hope that Indy can get him out of this sort of thing. So, um, But uh, yeah, I mean, this is, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. I don't know. I must have been blinded by, you know, emotion and fandom for the character and memories. Um, yeah, that, I, I, you know, I couldn't recommend I this
1: it. to anyone. If I was going to recommend so, an Indian Jones movie, it would not, you know, this would be the last one I would tell them to watch. In fact, I would tell them not to watch. I, I wouldn't recommend yet. it at
0: all. I would say, yeah, I would say watch the original trilogy, Pretend like this doesn't happen because that's what I try to do. Um, so one uh, last
1: thing, while we're on the topic of Indiana Jones, I hate that they went and changed the title of Raiders of the Lost Ark to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, that's Lucas. That for is Lucas, you. Okay. and yeah, I can't that's believe Star Spielberg Wars Episode would even Four yeah. go along with that.
0: They're friends. I don't know. I, I, you know, you wouldn't go along with something with your friend for your friend if he really. Uh, I don't know. Eh, whatever. No, not if I thought. I it didn't know wrong, that that was officially. Was the wrong. Decision. I didn't know that was officially changed. The yes, title. it is. I, say, it, I still, it's officially okay. changed. Okay. Well, I still call it Raiders of the Lost. I Star, always will. So I will never add. Yeah. Okay, you know. yeah, that's what it was in theaters. That's what it is. Now. It was for if years. If re-release until... it like Apocalypse Now Redux, yeah. you know, then that's then I'll call it Apocalypse Now Redux, and that'll be the different version. Yeah. Okay, or the director's cut or whatever. So, um, but uh yeah so i mean in the end i wouldn't recommend this uh and in the end once again rich uh you know you you've hated almost every movie that we've uh done (laughs) for this so far and next week i am very curious because the movie that i'm picking for us to do next week does tie in to indiana jones 4 all right and i'm gonna say it right now okay predator 2 Ooh, i have never seen predator 2 well, then you're again for <laughs> a shock and I'm not going to tell you how it ties in, but I think you'll realize at some point while you watch it. But by the time it's over, you'll be like, oh, so that's why Jay recommended this. Okay.
1: So you're, you're, and, you know, you'll figure it is out. Is this a movie that was n- disliked by critics? It has, I believe, a 30% on uh, okay, Rotten
0: Tomatoes. Because awesome. I was checking. I, this was when you said you were going to do Indiana Jones next. I said, well, if he's going to do that. I'm going to do this afterwards because it would be the perfect movie to tie in with Indiana Jones. For. Right. Okay. And you're like thinking, how, what, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, yeah. You'll find out. Yeah, I guess I'll You'll find watch out soon. it. I can't wait to hear your reaction. Okay. Um, and I like Predator 2. I don't like it better than Predator 1, but I'm picking Predator 2 because of a connection to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So that's where we will leave this off. And that's when we will pick up with Predator 2 next week. Uh,
1: Anything else you want to say, Rich? Uh, No. Um, You know, like us um, on, um, uh, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at RealBigMistakes. Um, if you, you know, enjoyed us, uh, this podcast and, and you stuck with us for whew, two over two hours now, um, you know, rate and review us on, you know, wherever you get your podcast from, um, share with a friend, tell, tell, tell people about us. Um, and hopefully, uh, we'll get, you know, more people on board. Yes, and I think this was a very good uh, choice for you because there's a part of me, Rich, that wanted to.
0: Was, even though you know I didn't like this movie, you know there was a part of me, Rich, that wanted to hug you for picking this, and then there was also a part of me that wanted to punch you in the face for picking <laughs> this. So, but lucky because of COVID nineteen, I'm not going to do either of those two things to you. So, <laughs> yeah, punching,
1: in the, punching that's me in that. the face is the safer of the two options
0: that's according to (laughs) COVID-19 yes that would be safer all right so um uh we'll leave it off at that and I'm Jason Konigsberg of panandslam.com live long prosper and watch movies and
1: I am Rich Tola and uh thanks for uh sticking with us good night